Hi, my name is Casey, and welcome to episode 12 of Training Hard and Truth. But basically, on this podcast, I've talked a lot about my own view of Christianity, and I suppose it encompasses part of what I was trying to do with the Train Taught Truth. The truth is taken from the New Testament um, of Christ's line, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Mm. Um, and that basically it sums up uh, Christianity. But you're here to give... See, we, we dealt into this a small bit, I suppose, yeah. with your other podcast, mm-hmm. and I suppose you were the fifth episode, so I would have had plenty of, um, well, I obviously do a lot of reading on this, yeah. so I would have had plenty of ideas uh, to back up where I was coming from, had stuff prepared or whatever, so yeah. this is more just to give, you be taking an atheist viewpoint Correct, yeah. on the things, on the same things we're looking at, basically. Yeah, yeah something like it. No, it's not. It's not pointing at saying one view is right, one view is wrong. But it's showing how, firstly, how powerful the internet is. Secondly, how you can refine a search and find out certain information. And thirdly, then it kind of gives it kind of gives an atheist view of standing outside listening to religion, sides of creationism, or uh, and it kind of you know points of questions and demands answers from that side not that I'm demanding answers from you I'm just showing you how exactly it can come across and how I don't know how, how many different views are out there yeah well before we before we dive into it yeah. right, um, let's discuss how in your opinion mm-hmm. how um, two people from the same family yeah. the same upbringing same environment mm-hmm. can have opposing views in that way yeah um, but firstly where, where do you think that can originally from <clears throat> uh, like I know you've, you've talked to you, like about it before like everyone does their their christening you're obviously not aware of that you're, you do your communion you're somewhat aware and you want to you have a family around you see and you're told you know behave in the church God is watching you you know and in between communion confirmation you start kind of maturing a bit and you start going you know there's a God I need to I need not sin I need to go say my prayers then you have your confirmation that's, I think, that's where everyone drops off. This is where you're becoming a teenager almost, mm-hmm. probably. But there's no also secondary, start in secondary school, so yeah. your, your education, I suppose, and, mm-hmm. uh, well, really, a big thing, sorry, you, you continue there. Yeah, no, 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 all I was saying was, see, for confirmation, the next thing you have then is a wedding, funeral, or some sort of Christmas mass. Apart from that, then you, you're not, schools aren't bringing you up for anything. I mean, you have your graduation, but it's not really a holy. It's done in a church, but it may not be a holy thing. So, and your religion then in secondary school is not, you know, like we had a live ball, which was singing songs of God and all that. Religion then in secondary school is looking at other religions. So it's not really pinning you down to Christianity. It's yeah. just saying it's this is it's like history, you know. Yeah. You're not. It doesn't pin you down to your country, but there is a little bit. But see, I think. At that age, then you're kind of off on your own, and as I suppose you spoke with Paddy and Tom about it, you're on your own. It's your freedom. You find your own way, and if you don't make connections in your life, 
like I wouldn't have made, I wouldn't have said that something happened in my life and the only reason it happened was God was definitely looking over me. I just, it's coincidence or science or it's odds, matter of odds. Uh, like I think, you know, if I was playing football and I kicked a point in the last minute of the game, won the game, that might have happened 20 times previous and I might have kicked it wide. Maybe it was just the odds of that one. And um, that's how I viewed. Mm-hmm. And then obviously you personal, we, are, we both have personal connections with Nana. But it took different ways. Like I respect her and I respect her views and I'd never dash it. I just didn't get the same connection with God or I didn't find the same connection with religion yeah. as, as you might have found. Yeah. But you didn't you probably wouldn't notice that I went through long years of not mm-hmm. being religious in but, any way. Yeah, you always would have blessed yourself crossing passing the graveyard though. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah. Which was you still had something, maybe so, it was happening. Well, I think yeah, as well. When you, you know, when you grow up in Catholic Ireland as well, yeah, you know, that used to happen in the school bus, everyone did it and they were told to mark respect by your elders to do yeah. and maybe it was habit, but maybe regardless of God it was a mark of respect to those who have probably passed or that. Yeah. Even though it was making the symbol of the cross at the time. Mm-hmm. I did veer from it though, um twenty five, twenty six, uh twenty seven even. Mm-hmm. Uh well, we very very shortly after it was twenty seven changed, but um I would have been very much on the fence, very much in the evolutionary standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, were, you, were you questioning it? Or were you just no, sitting on the fence and, and I was, waiting for something to happen? I was fairly solid that evolution was true okay. and that um, most of the Bible was myth and it was, you know, uh, someone had put it in place to control people. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember hearing years ago that you take one out of of good and you get God and you take one the deal of the devil and you get evil mm-hmm. you know and that this was a way of controlling people and I got struck a lot of documentaries you used to see like uh, ancient aliens on uh, yeah. and all this kind of thing where you think that dog headed men yeah now it turns out that now it turns out though then all, nobody you know that they in particular mm-hmm. ancient aliens that was a big hit apparently it was all so master fishes have spoken about yeah. it. You never quoted on anyone and anyone no. knows. No, no. But um yeah, no, we just wanted to see yeah, so you're saying that basically you can grow up in the same environment. See it's very catholicized environment. Yeah. Last generation more so, the generation mm. before that more so. Our next generation less so and that's the way it's going. But if you if you if you find I don't know whether you found or but generally when I was growing up in school the primary school teachers were a lot older than the secondary school teachers. So you'd have people who were maybe in their 50s teaching kids and they were, so you can imagine when we grew up it was very Catholic Ireland. Imagine back then it was even more so. So they carried their faith and they pushed it into the primary school. Yeah. But when you got to the secondary school you had people maybe when I was there, maybe like we had teachers that were probably your age who were five years older than me who just left school, studied and became teachers. Yeah. Man didn't have the same view. You know, it's strange as well. That's true. And, you know, I, I never really thought about that because primary school teachers are generally older. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, personally, it was like being forced to, to do Irish, the whole religion thing, yeah. you know, going there, mumbling, bored. Yeah. Um, you know, the same themes uttered over and over again. Mm-hmm. gets monotonous. Everyone's chanting. You can see how it's cultish-like and you can... It, a lot of... I, I think, right, so there's a stage one for us mm-hmm. to grow up in it. Stage two is after communion, um, you're that age, we go into school, and that's the next 
I'm not saying it's staged for everybody. Yeah. I'm just saying that's when people start to disperse because they have their own mind. They're, they're not adults, but they're, you know, they start to look at the world and know what people can do in history. And yeah. they, they know, they understand a lot more about how people react to stuff. And then I always, like I've often said lately in, in these podcasts that there's a third review of it that mm-hmm. I came to. I didn't actually come to it willing to come to it. In that sense, the way I say that is that I had an experience, right? Yeah. And I have to be honest with it because the way I'm going to put it, because um, it sounds a bit cuckoo and I often listen to people saying it, this, that, and the other, but it was as if a presence entered the room. Mm-hmm. Very, very odd. Um, very odd experience, but... Um, just changed everything yeah. and I went home and I remember sitting on the couch and people were saying Paddy showed me the Kent Hovind guy mm-hmm. and even though I had that experience I was still completely with evolution true and, and this is and their time mythology you know yeah. it took me from going from the fence to saying let's take a look at this and then I read books on theology and uh, a lot of mathematicians and, and different things like that and from that, regardless of the school thing, I started to jot down loads of stuff and realise there was so much science behind it in certain ways. Mm-hmm. But I knew you needed that experience. The science wasn't enough. Yeah. And that was the problem. And you could never... But it's also, I think, the right idea because you can never teach someone to be a Christian from an atheist. Yeah. And I think that's the whole idea. You have to, you know say God wants you to come to it by yourself mm-hmm. and it's set up it's set for everyone individually it's there do you know what I'm trying to say is that you know I couldn't sit down and say the reason why you're atheist and I'm Christian right look listen to all this and then yeah, yeah. then expect you to Walk go away here. any more different than you are yeah, you won't yeah. you'll go out and you'll say yeah there was some interesting stuff but at the end of the day you know yeah. and, but then if you went home tonight and your fucking your front door opened and uh, in, you know yeah, yeah. No, then you'd be like yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, should I be looking at this again? Yeah. And I think that's when I realised there was a bit of science behind it. Mm-hmm. Now, it took me a long time. I remember flicking off Kent Hovind and said, that's bollocks. And uh, what are we doing here? And then Noah's Ark thing is saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. Uh, but at the same time, a lot of Christians say, a lot of Catholics, you know, our graphs is, is Catholics, is the Bible is metaphorical. Um, and these stories are lessons. And I know Jordan Peterson does a big biblical lecture of how he pulls um, psychological depth out of the stories yeah. and says what they mean or whatever. But there is, I find some truth in it too, mm-hmm. with, with stories that sound unbelievable, you know. Um, I, so that's what that's the question, what is Christian anti-scientific? Yeah. That's where you have to come from with it, you know. Mm-hmm. So what's your opinion on, on that? Like... It depends. Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of scientists, archaeologists, paleontologists, who are, who are very much Christian. And one of the things that I was going to talk about was was with Ron Wyatt's discoveries. And a lot of them were researchers went out to prove to to view where Ron Wyatt done carried out his bits and pieces, and said, unfortunately, as much as we would love it, these are not um, findings. These there's not enough evidence. So. I'm not saying that science and religion are on two different spectrums. They're not. You have science like you have 
molecular behavior, um, aging to some degree, uh, chemicals, they can be carried out. They're, they're not based. What you do come across then is your evolution, which science never, science never claims it knows all. But what it does is it, it, it carries out tests on the observable science yeah. and predicts. So like, like it predicts how two electrons, we, we, we've never seen an electron. Mm-hmm. We can't see an electron. Yeah. But we can predict how electrons are going to behave. And by carrying out tests and predicting it, we can make things like me- um, medicines and uh, household cleaning agents. So they can carry out falsifiable tests. And, and in, through their predictions and through their methods and theories, they can then put it into practice and into something that we can physically see. Yeah. So we know electrons exist, but we don't see them, but we can, we know how they're going to behave with each other. Yeah. So that kind of thing. So that, is, is it interesting yeah. though as well, just on the point of electrons and, you know, we believe in, in things that we can't see, but they work. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. the same thing people say, your potential, you know, you believe that obviously there is something yeah. and, you know, we grasp for it. But on the God thing, you know, the, I get what you're saying, the knowledge, uh, science means knowledge, mm-hmm. or actually a thinking language. Knowing. Think, yeah, yeah, it's like a, a drive of knowing, or there's some longer, yeah. but it, basically that's what it means. And so, yeah, you're right. it sets up experiments and uh, tests and it, it comes together. Um, so, the, see, the problem, I, I remember hearing this a while ago, like I listened to William Lane Craig's big theologian, David Wood, um, used to say, you know, say, say on the origins of life, mm-hmm. this is where the big, I, I didn't realise, we're never told this, that there's a big gap there. And maybe we should be, because if you we were told all you're told is that evolution is true in schools, and then you, and then you yeah. get and then you get religion class, and it's a little bit different. But if you're a science class, you know I've been taught, you know this life form appeared and uh, something billion years ago, and everything you read in mm-hmm. the books is uh, you know but very little about evolution though in school science. Yeah, but it is a thought as if that's everyone how everyone goes about. I, I, I would say it's it's down to like I, I remember I done science first to third year. I don't want revolution to be mentioned at all. Mm. Now, saying that, in first to third year in religion, they didn't mention God created the earth. But yeah. God created the earth was primary school. Yeah. So when you get to secondary school, I didn't study anything about evolution. I don't remember anything. I didn't do it for, I didn't do biology or anything like that for uh, leaving sir. So I can't speak on that. But mm. um, I would say, depending on your teacher, yeah. it might give you a different uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Depending on their views, mm-hmm. you know. But it, as well, the point that I was making there was um, so basically, if if it's a, a ter- uh, if if you're told that there is a competing, you know, mm-hmm. and because if you're told that, I never remember, I don't remember being told that. But no. that's very big because they they say the big bang is if that's it. But when you look into it, it's not. You know, there's a big huge gap which is the origins of mm-hmm. matter, space, and time. Mm-hmm. Which have to come into existence at the same time. Yeah, and you know if you know because they say if you have no if you have matter and no space where do you put it or matter and no time when do you put it mm-hmm. and so the idea is when they treat them come into you know so they look at natural ways to explain that and they can't yeah so there is a possibility that if you can't explain it by a natural way in, there is a possibility even in science that it could be supernatural. Mm, yeah, oh, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. At the same time, though. Um, the same thing. There's no. There's no evidence of, of the Big Bang. They don't have clinical evidence of the Big Bang. They can predict the Big Bang, and it was down to 
uh, was it zero zero energy universe, zero matter universe? That yeah. because in space we've so many say particles and holes opening and closing um, due to pressure that this is that's how they predict it happened. At the same time as that, no, there isn't. There is the possibility of of a supernatural force. Yeah. Again, can't be proven. Yeah. So yeah, there is. Yeah, two two very competing sides. Yeah. But. How science also comes to conclusions as well is by evidence and, and compiling evidence mm-hmm. and I, th- I think as though there might be a prejudice in science against creationism um, okay. I'm not saying the, the age of the earth or anything like that I'm saying the idea of creationism so if if you have something that has come out of nothing that fi- seems fine-tuned mm-hmm. and works in, in sync and has, it's governed by all these laws that we don't know like they actually can't explain gravity even mm-hmm. the astronauts don't know what it is, they can't replicate it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the most basic of laws. Like we, that's the first thing you know when you get up in the morning kind of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, inertia, centrifugal force, all these laws are pre-made there. Mm-hmm. Um, the, you know, the, the, the rotation of the Earth is in perfect sync, we're perfect, we're one astronomical mile from the sun. Mm-hmm. Perfect eclipse has come and it, you know, it's very fine-tuned. Now it is... Now that's not to say though, if if the Earth was a bit that bit closer to the Sun, yeah, me and you might exist, but a, a different form of a be, of a human being might exist that survives in that kind of atmosphere. Yeah, but it's not to say that that. Yeah, but we can't no. find it. Kind of thing. I remember there's an analogy of this: of if you go to a rocky beach and there's a load of rocks on it, but then you see one rock that has writing on it. I'm in the shed up the road, tied up. Help me. You know, mm-hmm. do you ignore it or do you say? There's evidence that someone with intelligence has made their mark on this. Mm-hmm. Now it can be random. People say you can throw things up, but the problem is when they just say about nothing exploded, or you know, even voids and material particles mm-hmm. are matter. You know, they don't because it's also thrown in a spotty. You know, God can't be eternal, but because nothing can be eternal, mm-hmm. but then matter can't be eternal. In that same, mm-hmm. you know, it's a lock of heads there. You know, yeah, it's very yeah. difficult to to <clears throat> know which way to go. It is. Yeah. No, I'm not saying these arguments convince me. No, no, no just what what is out there. Yeah, yeah, and you're saying yeah. you know exactly what, what I'm finding is yeah, yeah it, is, it so. could it could come to you know this way. Yeah. I don't want to read out a few of of some stuff I came across. The deductive reasons for faith in God. These are right. Okay. So one is the cosmological argument, and these are kind of technical because the. Uh, I came, I came from a book I read called Reasonable Faith about two years ago. So yeah, the cosm- I think there's four or five arguments on it. So the cosmo- cosmological argument mm-hmm. is simply which everything that comes into existence has a cause within nature. The universe came to existence, therefore has a cause. However, it's not within nature. Natural laws are matter. So that's the cosmological argument. That's very simplified. Uh, the origin of moral values. If God doesn't exist, then objective moral values and duties do not exist. Objective mar- moral values do exist, therefore God exists. These are kind of these um, deductive arguments, they're called, you know, that, that yeah. scientists sometimes put out, and theologians and philosophers as can, well. Can take back, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the fine-tuning of the universe, right, this is uh, which is due to either physical necessity, chance, or design. It is not due to physical necessity or chance, therefore it's design. The ontological argument, it's possible for a maximal great being to exist in so the first pre, uh, premises. It is possible for a maximal great being to exist if a possibly 
is it, if it is possible for a maximum great being to exist, then a maximum maximally great being exists in some possible world. If a great maximum being exists in some possible worlds, then it exists in every possible world. If a maximum great being exists in some possible world and every possible world, then it exists in the actual world. If it exists in the actual world, then a maximum great being exists. It's there are condensed arguments of it, but that's yeah. actually a mathematical <coughs> equation. You had to put into words to formulate it. Um, so, like, obviously, to put to, to say it, on on the Bible, first of all, on Ron Wyatt, there is a lot of clash on that. Just actually wanted to go to that, mm. Ron. But the, the problem I find with that those clashes on everything. Right? Yeah. Now I do get that, and also say for for Noah's Ark, right? It sounds a bit cra- <coughs> crazy, but Noah's Ark, but. Archaeologists and historians do often cite the Bible to find landmarks. Yeah. So it, it goes to say that these people that they're talking about did exist. Like St. Pontius Pilate, right? There was mm-hmm. no there was no ever bo- books written about him. Mm-hmm. There was no histori- historical um, writings or uh, log for him. Mm-hmm. It was just uh, Matthew, Mark, John. But they're New Testament and they obviously will be talking about people who are around them. Correct, yeah. But he was... He was um, what was his role? He was like chief of the executioners. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the head of the Romans. Yeah. But when they, only like 70 years ago, when they knocked down this big um, site in Jerusalem, they found Pontius Pilate written on a pillar and his yeah. land. Like, this is Ron Wade. No, no, no. This no, is like, okay, yeah, a yeah. What, what I was building up the wrong thing <laughs> is that, say for Noah's Ark, Right. Mm-hmm. This one even even sounds crazy to talk about, right? Because yeah. we know this as a story, a coloring book, you know, all mm-hmm. this kind of thing. The Old Testament says it landed in the mountains of Ararat, right? Yeah, and that's where they found this site. So they, they went up, and it says it's a hundred cubits, and which is which is the measurement of it, and it has a depth, and they found different joists and things like that. Yeah, but also NASA engineers went out to that site mm-hmm. you know and there was historians and researchers not you know from America who flew over who who did you know qualify guys who did verify it as well like the, the Turkish government even you know put mm-hmm. that as Noah's Ark and they have been built or whatever but as well there's a lot of I've seen a lot of criticism on Ron Wyatt he's false making false claims and this that and the other um, and then I've seen guys going back to it like philosophers and historians saying no, like wood experts, they had different types of experts on things. Mm-hmm. There seems to be the problem. The problem here as well, I think, is that I say Catholicism. Yeah. As a, so, I, I don't say I'm Catholic, right? Mm-hmm. Someone came in the other day and said, "Your Old Testament is it's King James. It's it's Protestant." I said, "Well, I don't really, you know, it's it's basically the same." You know, there's nothing very mm-hmm. much in it that's different. There's nothing really, you know, and has sights at the bottom. So what I was saying there was that um, a lot of he was Protestant, mm-hmm. and a lot of the Catholic Church did not approve him going around making these findings. Yeah, I think there was a part of that that they were, you know, there was someone on the other side almost because they were so controlling. Everyone knows what the, what the Catholic Church was like, you know. Yeah. Um, but at the same stroke, you could say, look at Bill Nye. He went through. The Noah's Ark Museum and start in the, there's a video of that he went I to watched that, yeah. Yeah. But Bill Nye has no scientific, you know, degrees in anything. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he had a, a children's programme. He's actually 
been condoned, uh, or not condoned, he's been renounced by the scientific community in the last few years because he made racial slurs and he made, mm-hmm. you know, he made very anti-scientific sta- statements. Now, we did raise good questions and there was, unfortunately, mm-hmm. there was guys who I think didn't... Was him and Ken Ham? Yeah, I think Ken Ham... It, yeah, he doesn't do a whole lot for the creation. He's not, he's not like, you know, and... Uh, like William Lane Craig, I just quote it there. He's not a he's, he's sorry, he's creationist. He's not a young writer and like that. Um, and you probably have to be even well. Peterson talks about Noah's Ark, mm-hmm. but it's in prehistory. Yeah, you know, as in you know, every apparently every culture in the world has a worldwide flood story. You know, yeah. the Chinese had it, the Egyptians had it. You know, uh, the Native Americans had it. Mm-hmm. There's hundreds of them who had it. Um, but he said it's free world. Now, uh, the problem as well with that is there's different ways to interpret the Bible. Mm-hmm. People, sorry, people interpret the Bible different ways, but it only says one thing. It doesn't give dates mm-hmm. or anything like that. But I don't know, it doesn't specify that because the, the point is the Old Testament, that the rise and fall of Israel, a prophet or like arose, and the New Testament is Christ. Yeah. He makes all things new. So a lot of people asked him about the Old Testament, which was written way before Christ, and he didn't go back on anything, but he, he was setting it right, you know, yeah, making it more yeah. relevant, making modern teachings. Yeah, well, it's funny because I actually have only only doing research recently, and I have both, I have two things I'm on my which I, I go with the first, and then I do have actually things that are um, sort of they're like biblical contradictions. But anyway, I do, so this is from an atheist, um, what I did was. For this one, uh, now for the biblical inaccuracies or contradictions, I actually typed that into the search. Okay. And I found it. But for Ron White, what I did was I just typed in Ron White. Yeah. Um, and it was quite startling the amount of websites that call him fake. But anyway, we'll just start with so with the with the ark, uh, I looked at the picture and then I was okay, it does look quite bold like. When I clicked into the link, uh, apparently there's actually three shapes that could that easily could be a boat, um, which was mapped. So, as well with the ark, so he, the Turkish government had cordoned off the area. Uh, he went to get a warrant uh, for to allow him to search the this the site. So he called. I think it was a Dr. Martin, and there was another guy. Uh, there was actually four, and brought up to the site. So apparently, from this is now again me me searching Ron White. Um, they were. They went to meet up at a certain time. It was ten a.m. Say ten a.m. in the morning. Um, two guys arrived there, and Ron White and his other associate weren't there. So what they said was, they met. He came out half an hour later, and he says, um, "Look, we just done a ten-minute pass of it. We 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 just scanned the bottom of the boat, the whole of the boat. That's what we got." Um, so they said, "Okay." So the permit then came true, warrant came true, but the Turkish government wouldn't let them on site with their scanners, their um, radar scanners. And then he produced a full boat shape that he had scanned, although he had told his two associates that he only done the hull and he only had the bottom and he was able to produce it. So that was one thing that was found on it. Um, just trying to see now where there's other. So there's another one was detectors that they used only had a one foot depth range and were nothing more than the back of a treasure uh, guider's uh, tool that was on a magazine. Was what it claimed that they had no scientific value. Oh, who was that from? This is from. So what actually happened was a, sci- a scientist in a university that he used to verify it actually didn't know that Ron White used his name. 
and he knew about the search and was contacted when these guys, this particular one, uh, it's actually answered in Genesis was the name of the website. Um, there's actually two websites that actually are Christian websites. Yeah, I know this one. That refute him uh, Ron White. But, uh, um, so these guys done, done a scientist and, and I think it was maybe 20 years later, they contacted this guy and said, look, we want to ask you a few questions about me. He said, oh yeah, I know the thing. They said, but do you verify the pieces of wood? And he said, I've no idea. He said, I knew about the thing, but I said, no wood has even come to me um, for scanning it. But you did see the documentary with the, with the guys in their labs, the, the scientists or whatever. I did. But you also, there's also, let's say, talk about the blood of Christ. There is no, no lab, lab or university that will come out to say that they were the ones that tested it. Yeah, but they, they have tested, so say, that, that's found in, in several different sites. So Which one? The blood of Christ. That's, say, Ron White said about the Ark of mm-hmm. the Covenant, right? Yeah. But it's also the Shroud of Torin found the same chromosome count. Mm-hmm. And so did that Italian in more recent time, you know, where they dropped the Eucharist, yeah. put it in the water. The tree, the tree then came back with the chromosome counting. Yeah, but yeah, no, but what I'm saying is, so when someone goes to view and it just, so I just type in yeah. on white, these are websites I yeah. get, and I'm finding that there is no lab that admitted that they that they were the ones that tested it. In, in Jerusalem, but his one, yeah. But no, but even what, what they come along to then afterwards is that. Um, archaeologists, professional archaeologists, because he, he was an amateur archaeologist. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a nurse anesthetist or something. Um, like, the, like, like the story with the um, the chariot wheel. Um, numerous people have have accounts of his wife and his son telling them that Ron actually placed the wheel there. The first, the wife, when she said she scuba dived down as well, said that everything looked like the chariot wheel there. It, is there a I'm not saying that Ron is true, right? Because no. I, I came across as well. Mm-hmm. But is there also a chance that people are putting, you know, are also putting their story out there as well? Like, like Answer Genesis isn't a scholarly website, no, but no. you know. But I'm not saying now that he didn't do it. I'm not saying that because I I'm not an expert on Ron Wyatt. What I did find intriguing was where the boat was. They went up the hill and there was uh, they found the ancient stone with the engravings. Um, of the, the people in the boat, and it was like mm. it was like Further, yeah. chiseled into it. But I'm not saying, yeah, like you're right. Yeah, it, it, this is an important thing as well that we question everything that we see because yeah. the internet, like you said, we can look at certain things and find a lot of stuff on the internet. The mm-hmm. internet is so blown out of proportion, mm-hmm. or so vast on every subject that when I type in run by it a lot of stuff comes up before I find you know and about fake no 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 there is like oh, yeah, second third thing there yeah, is yeah, fake yeah, you know yeah. what I mean like, and there's plenty there yeah. that's fake like he he could have only had the findings published once or twice you know mm-hmm. but it's one other thing put whenever it was yeah there's a lot to say as well I'm not saying that you know you know what I see in documentaries was different guys guys from NASA and all verifying it which is very hard to struggle against but then if you say there is other scientists who say no that's not true yeah you know, this is where, you see, because when this came to light as well, you kind of say, well, if this is true, without a shadow of a doubt, surely everyone should know, exactly. you know what I mean? I think really with faith, that gets rid of the idea of faith, because if everything was true, and I said this before about if God was in the sky, you'd know he was there, like a lot of atheists say, you know, why doesn't God appear to everybody in plain mm-hmm. daylight, and then we'd all know, you know, but that, the idea of, 
you making the step you know that could be part of the test of life I don't know mm-hmm. that that's a story of uh, the Tower of Babel yeah um, and these people were branched away from the exit story and they it, it's basically a story about pride mm-hmm. and they wanted to build a tower so high that basically it was a structure so high that in their mind metaphorically pierced heaven you know as yeah. a way of saying we don't need God the kind of thing you know and this is where the the Bible talks about where he scattered the people mm. of different languages so they couldn't communicate and and build up uh, you know against them in a way and it was a sin of pride basically you know that we don't need God mm-hmm. you know we can do this and that's why it's called Babel because he, it's the different languages that's where the name of the terror comes from you know mm-hmm. but yeah, you know wrong way you won't find him in, in, in the testaments around like that now I do think some of the stuff is intriguing and some of the guys that are on site are scholarly known but at the same time you know it is you know you find both sides of it and it's important to question both sides of it as yeah. well yeah no it is yeah and I would say you know when I was talking about is, is Christianity anti-science you know, when I, I kind of stand here to defend Christianity I'm defending Christ and Christ's word it's really New Testament stuff you know and mm-hmm. um, and I, I have probably pages on it because I think um, he's fairly solid as a character. Yeah. You know, it's hard to go against him. I remember, you know, someone saying recently, I think we both know who it is, you know, uh, if he was live now, he'd be carrying a coffee cup around, you know, it was, uh, you know. But the, see, the problem with that is, you, you know, when you dig, I was just back from Israel, you know, I seen all the, like, they were middle class, you know, had their own car- carpentry shop. Mm-hmm. They were well known for that. It was 30 before he decided to, to go into the ministry, you know, and it was 33 when he died, so it's three years. But when you read his quotes in the New Testament, they're so intelligent, you know, for back then, mm-hmm. and they're in parables. It's like they stand the test of time because they're in parables almost. Yeah. And then the concepts, and it, there's no flaws in the concept of, I'm not going to man's door. He said that when he was alive. Like, obviously, he'd say all these things, you know, he, he's creating the. the what we believe the metaphysical image of him from when he's gone he's there yeah but you know just in the gospel of thomas it says as i discovered in, in the 1950s um i um, you say discovered the, yeah uncovered the they okay. have like the bible is like he would like they were all murdered yeah and his writings were obviously not published before he was mm-hmm. um but you know he says you know the kingdom of God is laid out in front of man, but men do not see it. Mm-hmm. And that you know the, all these these things are, are you know. So I'd say like if I think Christianity is not anti science, and I'll make a small case for it, and we can talk about it. Or something. Yeah, yeah. I would say that it could be like anti scientism because there is an anti scientism thing where it's to get rid of maybe religion. You know, there's definitely people like who would you say Richard Dawkins out there okay, yeah, who yeah. devoted his life to get rid of you know, religion, mm-hmm. thinks it's a cancer on the world. Um, what's it, what's Sam Harris, Yeah, you know, he's, he's quite well-spoken and he, he, defend, he go against it quite a lot. But, you know, the, science says, you know, it says at the beginning, and the world, the world was created from nothing. It's basically, I said about that, um, and about the evidence of the supernatural, um, and where was I jumping in? Sorry. So I was saying about the the Bible also has a lot of stuff that science took from as well. You know, um, say the, the the world was round, 
you know, was in the Bible before anyone thought about it. Um, there was a lot of stuff about physical exercise on your body and um, how important, you know, bacteria to keep away, keep clean and all the, you know, there's a lot of like stuff. The book of Job has hundreds of, of things yeah. like that, you know. Which, which are not, it's, it's that, like, that's not um, God's, God's words about, that's just facts about the world we live in. Yeah. Not necessarily religion based, but in a religious, religious scripture. Yeah. Yeah. So I would make, so say if you make a case for, right, they say the Bible is the inspired word of God, the Old Testament. So what does inspired mean? Well, inspired means to breathe. It's where the name comes from, you know? So the expired means, you know, out of term or someone expires when they die. Mm-hmm. So the inspired is to breathe life into. So the question then is, what does it mean to be inspired? If, if these are, well, if, if you think about neurology, uh, like, Neurology, you know, I delve yeah. into this a lot because I want to know if, you know, when we th- when we're th- we're here discussing these things, right? Mm-hmm. But where does our thoughts come from? Yeah. Not not where does our evidence or where does this that other come from? Like the very act of a thought manifesting mm-hmm. in your mind is very unknown to us, even mm-hmm. in neurology. You know, why we're able to question these things, how we just react when it, and it manifests itself, mm-hmm. um, and I have a lot of stuff on kind of the, the mental efforts your brain takes. So like the brain, they, they reckon that the brain doesn't produce the mind. There's a neuroscientist, Wilder Penfield, and he applied, applying electrodes to the motor, motor cortex, he forces patients to in, involuntarily raise their arms, vocalize or recall memories. But he could not involuntarily force patients to act. He could, he could stimulate the will. So he could not stimulate the will. He said, there's no place in the cerebral cortex where electronic simulation causes a patient to decide something. Mm-hmm. He concluded that there's a causal force missing that cannot be explained by brain chemistry alone. And he argued that the, the mind was not, the, what, no, was not in the brain chemistry. Okay. And then, because uh, they had visual binding problems, visual binding means that they, the brain's been completely mapped and there's no place where they're, they're, uh, that could be responsible for unifying perceptions. So that different parts of the brain store information about colors, objects, and shapes, but there's overwhelming evidence to find there's no high, no it contains no high resolution, resolution, full view representation of visual scene, even though they are sub, uh, they are subjectively experienced. Mm-hmm. So they cannot conclude the brain gives rise to the mind, and it can't be responsible for the subjective experience it unifies. And like they, they, they map effort, like mental effort can be remapped in brain chemistry. Mm-hmm. Like they do a therapy with stroke victims that they can change the neurons in the brain at least the mind can shape and manipulate the brain and not the other way around. You know, and it's quite interesting that the fact that we're conscious and we think or we dream these ideas, you know, um, it's like we try and, you know, animals like don't do that, you know, like they don't decide like we do and have free will and, and, and the matter then likes. So I think that the brain the conscious mind that cannot be located is a, it's, it's like, that's what gives us the spark of divinity, I think, you know, mm-hmm. that just gives us meaning, you know, uh, same about, you know, inspiration and things like that as well. Why do we get inspired? You know, where does that come from? Mm-hmm. See, the sound of silence, you know what I mean? That song, yeah. it was re- redone by Disturbed in recent years and people loved it. It was much more uh, powerful yeah. and it was, yeah, it was, the, the, the orchestra kicked it off. Mm-hmm. And it gives you an air, like it, you know, when you hire it up and you blast it, it, it you know, causes a reaction. 
But what is that reaction? You know, if, if we're just chemicals and, and bacteria, mm. why do we react inspired by that? You know, or get that feeling from it? And I think that's what, what Christianity does in people's lives. It gives them that, yeah. which is very, which they can't locate. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that act of being inspired or that act of, uh, you know, meaning, you know, gives it a, you relate to it and, a, you know, it, because if you're a materialist point of view, mm-hmm. you know, you're just a byproduct, an accidental byproduct of nature. Yeah. But yet we, people hold moral value on life, mm-hmm. you know, um, people... Which, well, yeah, which, is, which can be debated for animals. Animals do have, have morals. In terms of looking after their young, not going into their um, uh, territory that's not theirs. Yeah. Um, mating with, with one mate, like he's up a swan, so they won't mate, that's it. Yeah. Like, so there, there is evidence of, of morals outside of human uh, consciousness, which yeah. is in animals, which can be fought against to say, well, if animals have morals, we have morals. Like, I think one of the most amazing things for humans is that we do have, have morals. Now, this is my opinion. Um, because after after death, I wouldn't I wouldn't like to say that it's it's complete blackout. I would hope that after death, our mind is still um, running like a dream, yeah. but, it, but it fades out. And it fades to black. You know, really say like you can live three days in a dream and wake up and you've only slept four hours. Yeah. So I would say that it feels like you woke up another day and you move, but eventually it's, we're going to fade out. But I think that. To hold moral value over something while it's going through that life, knowing that that is um, your end, I find that uh, amazing. I, uh, but I, I wouldn't say that. That's See, in a lot of neurology, they say that if <clears throat> if the mind does carry on by natural means, it would be a lot more random. And you know, when people come out near death experiences, mm-hmm. just talking about this in the last podcast, people come to critical condition one in twenty, um, so twenty percent, it's one in five. Yeah, report. A near-death experience, mm-hmm. and it's very. And I was quoting from a journal of a scientific journal in America, a medical journal. Sorry, that that surgeries were being converted because of the the things they were talking about that were so consistent across the world has become big scholarly investigation over the last forty years. Mm-hmm. That so many people go have, regardless of you know atheism or Buddhist or whatever. They go have this tunnel experience, a view of life, sometimes a choice whether to come back or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and the neurologists weigh in and say, if people's minds carried on, it'd be a lot more random. It'd be like static on a TV, you know, with the chemicals would be fading. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't be logic to it. Um, but you have atheists waking up as Christians uh, and Muslims doing the same thing. You know, it's, it, it's, it's, I'm not saying it's fact, it's far from no, fact. Yeah, but it's, it's evidence enough to, to look at it. You know, I think that yeah. people disregard these kind of evidential things. Mm-hmm. I think that it's shown us that there's something else there, but it can't go too far. That's that's my opinion on it. Yeah. That what what belief does it, it gives you a, an inkling. Here's Christ, here's a guy who was only three years in ministry, over two thousand years ago, mm-hmm. all his followers were slaughtered. Um but yet he's the biggest most influential person in the world mm-hmm. over two thousand years later. And you know, he people. The difference with him, he says, he's the living God, and the, you know, so he's 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 coming into people's lives. Mm-hmm. And the, like I didn't know any of these quotes, but you know, um, every man must be born again. Mm-hmm. You know, these kind of things, where it is consistent with these people's, you know, coming yeah, back to yeah, it. Yeah. 
It's very hard to talk to someone about it who who never went through it because it's kind of like, that's not fact. Yeah. And it's true. It's not fact. And people can't believe someone else's experience. No. But um, I think the evidence of, well, we can't locate the conscious mind, but it's there. Mm -hmm. People come back from it. Or, you know, where do morals come from for an atheist? Yeah, but that's, yeah. Like, no, we we base our standard of morals on God as the ultimate good. Mm -hmm. And... We have the lessons that we strive to be the ultimate code. So, what what would say if <clears throat> here's an addiction? So, a thousand, a hundred thousand years ago, there's there's human-like creatures, the ones that we came from, um, who know not to take their neighbors' their their food supplies because they die. They just it's because you know if you take something like animals, even though you take something away, like they, they can trap animals. Animals can trap their prey. And leaves them to starve for days before picking on them. So it becomes then, oh, well, to keep, in order to keep this alive, I need to feed it. Um, so one creature to another feeds it. Why not, no, why not always be out for yourself? You know, if, yeah. if I was, if, if, if I truly, like, honestly, I truly believed mm-hmm. that there was no God, which I don't think even scientists say, they say, yeah, atheism says, Atheism, it comes from Latin again, where theism is belief. Mm-hmm. It's like muse. Muse is to think. And mm-hmm. muse is not to think. That's where you get muse on parks or comes from. It's all Latin, um, but derived into old English. But, um, they, you know, what was I saying there? Yeah, if there was no atheist. Sorry, where was I? You going? were saying if you were an atheist. Morals. Yeah, well, morals. Yeah, if, if I was an atheist, I would, if I really lived by that, I would just be out for myself. You know, and I think that I don't know. It, my brain structure is not that. It's not that I want to do that. Like, but I think that if I really believe in no God, why would I try? You know, and not manipulate things that won't yeah. get well for me. Like in the grand scheme of things, why would that be bad? And who's to say it is bad? And who's to say that what bad for someone is not is not bad for me? Well, well let's say so. Now I'm an atheist. Now there's a guy in work, and he he's gonna get the job before me. So I just kill him. Because mm. then I would get it. I'm not going to get it. Because there's laws. There's laws in place. There's but is that the only thing stopping people? No. There's, there's Do you agree that we, high, we hold a high regard for life? Yeah. Well, I, would hold, I would hold a high regard for life. I, I wouldn't. I don't, like, I don't believe that there's a, there's a God. Um, mm. I don't believe that morals that we have came from um, a God or came from a Messiah or, or Jesus or our messenger. Um, they were there before us, you know. I would think in my head that whoever came up with um, religion makes it made it very easy, and said, "Well, the way we live is is because God gave us these way to live." And society wasn't going to turn around and go, "Well, if God gave us that, we're going to do the opposite and start slaughtering people and cut people's necks off." Yeah. So, I think it goes back a lot further than we can date, and because of that, my opinion. Religion found it very easy to jump on it and say, "Oh, we, yeah, we take that." Yeah, that we were going to say that yeah. God is that structure. Yeah, could it, be, could be the case, but you mm-hmm. know, I think that if people live out that, it, it will eventually get you know to a stage where if we're all bacteria and chemicals, mm-hmm. you know, people in power could make the rules to suit them. It could be easy. which which does easily which happen with the presidents, like Friedrich Nietzsche. He was a philosopher, historian, and philosopher. Mm-hmm. He announced the death of God, and a lot of 
this is um, in 1882. Mm. But basically what he meant was that the fundamentals that the Western society lives on have been crumbling. And he said, and a lot of atheists take that and say, God is dead and it's a triumphant thing, you know. Mm. Um, but what he, the, the full quote is, and we'll never have enough water to wash our hands of what we've done. Mm. He predicted the Soviet Union and the totalitarianism that followed a few years later and the deaths of millions. Yeah. Like Hitler was atheist and you could see his doctrine was similar to it. So was Stalin. These guys, you know, had very little regard for human life. They wanted things their way, mm-hmm. you know, and they were very vocal about being atheists as well. But I'm not both, saying that's, that was their... Yeah, but both held very high regards in leadership. Yeah, they, they were both very intelligent guys. And, and, great, and great leaders. Now, you know, was there, I was only speaking to someone recently about this. Was their idea right, but not in the not in how they carried it out? Was the idea right for the perfect world, the perfect way, but not to ridicule, not to kill people so that they created a specific Was it just an idea in their head and they interpreted it wrong? And they took it out, like he went and killed people who he wanted to create this blonde hair, blue eyed race. Like, you're talking about killing millions of people just to achieve that. Maybe he had an idea of a perfect world, but just didn't know how to interpret it and read it wrong. Like, we can't prove that. Now, he, he made horrible decisions, but also the people who were who his followers. Let's just say, you know, I'm not comparing him to God, but. These people believe no, <laughs> and it's but these people believe that um, that that he was that he was like their demigod. Yeah, yeah no, sorry, yeah. So well, well, I'm not comparing it yeah. to the god. No, I'm not. But I'm, I'm stripping it down to 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 an approach where there's a lot of followers who believe in this leader who is carrying out a certain thing that, that uh, the rest of the world don't believe in. Yeah, yeah. So and he did. He, like, yeah, a lot of people say he. <laughs> yeah, there's really, a lot of people say he was the Antichrist. Mm-hmm. You know, incarnate. Um, he he had a little regard for human life yeah. in in a lot of ways. Like he he was trying to make something that he thought was beautiful, but science science can't access aesthetic judgments, mm-hmm. um, which leads on to say, why do we make them at all? Why is why do you have a playlist of your favorite music or why are certain colors more preferable to you mm-hmm. it's very interesting that no you know that you know you have these things that illuminate you in a way you know um, but as well like let me see what do you think of this quote yeah I am there's that people don't want to there's an idea right that, that atheists just don't want to live out that they have an idea that it's true right that there is a God mm-hmm. that you know you know our, our feelings and what we do means that much to us that we do live it out in a certain way um, but that we don't want to conform to if if we believe in Christ say you have to live that out and it means everything you do matters where nihilism would say nothing matters and they could suffer for it with the end result mm-hmm. but the offside is that they have no responsibility yeah. And it could be the motivation behind it. Yeah, well, I was only thinking about this and we are saying, so, so when I started, when I started delving into, on, on this topic, so you're saying, what, what would you say if, if 
God did exist, but we're afraid of, of uh, admitting that. Of, of living that out, yeah. almost. So, one of the flaws I find in this is, so science is coming along and it's, 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 it's trying to predict how these things happen. And obviously then there's the science, that, there's normal day science uh, in the labs being carried. There's also then science going on the back, trying to predict how, how the world started, the world was created. What I found on, on what, what I seem quite troubling to me is, I put this in, in perspective uh, an easier way. So I tell you, I have, uh, I'm a dragon, free fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't even checked the back. The, the dragon is immaterial. Uh, the fire is immaterial. The dragon is invisible and the fire is invisible. Is it your job to prove that I don't have a dragon or is it my job to prove I do have a dragon? As a standpoint from whom, whom I am this? I'm just telling you my story and you just, I'm just asking you uh, just a question. Is it, do I have to prove I have the dragon or do you have to prove I don't have a dragon? Yeah, I know this, I heard this one. This is like the, this is like a spin-off of the flying spaghetti monster kind of thing. Yeah. You know, in the sky. Mm. But I would say that you're living as if there is one. Who is that? People. Living so, as if there is a... There is. So... It's, it's it's hard to complicate because God is an ultimate being than you know the highest morals and the creator so um, but funny enough in the Bible it quotes God says uh, I don't know if I have the quote here but it's let us create man in our form yeah who's the us and who's the our well see this is the idea of Christ as well mm-hmm. he said he was there at the beginning so he says in the beginning was the word and the word was made flesh mm-hmm. and this is the idea of the logos and this is the word being made flesh mm-hmm. so christ was in human form mm-hmm. and it was the spirit hovered over the water so this is the idea of the holy spirit and this is where the trinity comes in mm-hmm. so it said on the third night the spirit hovered over the, the water plane and the logos as well and if you act out the logos, which is Christ's view of, of the world, mm-hmm. like the, the tradition of the Bible is the book. You know, this is where all these, this is where it all came from. You know, yeah. the tradition of it is the book. Mm-hmm. You see a lot of atheist scholars and they, they write out books on why atheist is wrong, basically not to worry about it. This is the way of enlightening yourself. But they're acting out the very logos by doing that. Why make a book to enlighten people? That is what... Christ is for mm-hmm. it's the meaning the drive behind enlightening the world in a way mm-hmm. like the accent like the this, the accidentally figure of the western world it, it, you know they say it's not an accident that he was unfairly named to, nailed to a cross and murdered mm-hmm. you know he was it was the idea of the worst possible thing happened to the best possible person yeah and even up there he said you know Lord forgive them they don't know what they do or Father forgive them yeah you know what, what man can do that almost you know if you just take a humanistic view of it after being scourged almost to death and that they there's very historical accuracy about how badly they reckon he was barely alive going mm-hmm. um to, to even come out with something like that or the fact that the you know they had roman guards guarding you know it wasn't an ordinary teeth there were two ordinary teeth put up beside him who weren't beaten they didn't have a, a, a crown of thorns mm-hmm. which the shared shows you know 
that actually shows as well that whoever was in that shred was only there for three days. It's only a finding in the eighties, but um, that like the fact that the, you know it's in Roman history. There's a Roman seal on that, you know, and it's in Roman history that he uh, that the evidence it's evidential that the, the tomb was empty after three days. That the cons- conspiracy was, you know, his disciples could see that. That's why he put the guards there in the first place. Yeah. And then he appeared to each of them, and then they came out of hiding, you know, and then they were separated. But they went to spread the word. After being in hiding, they made a complete U-turn, mm. and each of them were tortured and murdered and went to their deaths, you know, beheadings, crucifixions. Um, Judas killed himself, but because um, he believed as well, you know, that he had betrayed him as a bloody tried to give the money back and, and this, you know. Yeah. But you know, on that as well, over five hundred saw him risen, mm-hmm. and, and you know, and it was a, such a mass crowd that it was so evidentially true that they, I've, I've seen debates on this where people said that it could be a mass hallucination, mm-hmm. but it just doesn't consist with scientific evidence either because so many people seen the exact same thing, mm-hmm. and the story, the testaments of Paul, Paul was written, he wrote his first letter to the Corinthians within seven years. Yeah. Now he didn't publish it until until forty years later, uh, not forty years later, no, thirty years later. But that was when the first one was written, and it had the the first first hand witnesses of the event, very evidential, you know. But yeah. it, it spread. It you know these are going against the Roman Empire, mm-hmm. you know, and the Roman Empire eventually converted to Christianity, mm-hmm. you know. That's where the Roman Catholic Church comes from, you know. It was so powerful that that's. For one man who could have been just a crazy loon, which mm-hmm. were probably plenty of, to come out with such intelligent things, timeless almost, mm-hmm. and have such an impact on the whole world, it doesn't warrant looking into it, mm-hmm. you know? But even, yeah, so let's, I'm just gonna, quick, I'm gonna quickly go through these, so, mm-hmm. so these are the things I spoke earlier on about, say, so uh, Bible contradictions as such. You, I just wanna see, Obviously, I haven't, I haven't read the Bible, mm-hmm. so this is again a huge example of what you can find when you when you do search. So yeah. I just go through. So say Sabbath day, yeah, Exodus Sunday. twenty-eight, yeah, uh, Sabbath day. So it says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Yeah, Sunday, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Romans wrote, one man esteemeth one day above another; another esteemeth every day alike. Let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. Who said the Romans? Romans, 14. Oh, Romans, sorry, okay. Yeah. So say the permanence of the earth. So you, what, on that point, what, what is it saying that? So one is saying, keep your day holy. The other yeah. is saying, doesn't one person will hold one day above the other, mm-hmm. let everyone make up their own mind. So it's not actually saying, keep Sunday holy. Yeah, but I, yeah, okay. <clears throat> so, yeah, yeah, so these are just quick ones. So say yeah. the permanence of the earth. Um, now we can't actually ecclesiast. Would you know how to pronounce that? Oh the the fuck I haven't actually done so much in anyway, the ecclesiastics yeah. thing is. One four. The earth ab- abideth forever. But Peter said elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Yeah, but isn't that it's allurement too if <coughs> we do not follow the Christian Well there's a full stop after that. Okay. So let's just, so, yeah, yeah, so. Okay, yeah, we'll take the first. Yeah, so seeing God, uh, Genesis 33 30, 
I have seen God face to face and my life is preserved. John 1.18, no man hath seen God at any time. So there's, let's say it gets quite, let's say everlasting covenant. God created an everlasting covenant with Abraham, but then God creates a new set of rules with Moses. So we said, and then Jesus, do not think I've come to abolish the law of the prophets. I've not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly I tell you, until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of pen, will by any means disappear from law until everything is accomplished. So that's Matthew. Mm -hmm. uh, and the Hebrews say, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and with the people of Judah. So it's kind of saying, one, well, Matthew's saying uh, that he said, I'm not changing anything. Yeah. But are some are some alluding to the second coming of the rapture as well. You know, could it could be interpreted that way where the new covenant is that you know um that Christ came to fulfill there's there's I remember I was reading on the prophecies that Christ fulfilled. there was a big, you know even even when they were trying the Romans tried not to, you know, really it was the Jews who killed them. Mm -hmm. The Romans killed them, but the Jews put him up for, for death yeah. which is his own people in a way mm -hmm. um, but he was fulfilling prophecies you know and that's what made him that's why he's saying he was no ordinary thief he was battered and beaten and they put the Roman seal there to make sure because the prophecy was he would rise three days after and the Romans knew that yeah. and they wanted this religion quashed because it was starting he was gathering followers and it could have started an uprising an overthrow of their power yeah but also, it was taken out Judaism because they didn't believe he was the pro he was the the son the son of man the prophet they were waiting for, and mm -hmm. um, so like that's that's why there was such emphasis and even the fact that he was buried in a rich man's tomb yeah you know they, like the they were all Joseph Josephus did that mm -hmm. but the Romans gave the go ahead uh, uh, accidentally. You know, it was just, yeah. it was very, you know, and Josephus needed to kill because, but it wasn't his fault because he, the Romans were meant to preserve mm -hmm. from the, the prophecies. And they, more specifically on the third day, there was more, you know, the guards were there and all, yeah. you know, it, there was mounting. Yeah, Christ did say, you know, to come, but he did highlight a couple of the uh, of Moses' laws, you yeah. know. And I think that's, you know, the spread of, see, I think the spread of atheism, I think, you know, I don't get too much of people being you know, like Richard Dawkins and that going out and devoting their whole life to put down the idea of Christianity. No. Because I think it, it it's a good moral ethic way to live by. You mm -hmm. know, like it, it teaches. He was the first man who said in the Mount, the Sermon on the Mount, you know, we've all heard you should, you should love your neighbor as yourself. But I say love your enemy because if you love only those who love you, mm -hmm. what reward is there in that? You know, it was an idea to love everyone, turn your other cheek, you know, um, to elevate many people as you can, help people through your struggle. Mm -hmm. I, th I find that, that's why that I spread it in the podcast, because you know, my motivation is to help people with their physical health, mm -hmm. you know, and their mental health, and one thing helps the other. But also I think that, you know, I found that when I found that spiritual side, it, it made my whole like I wasn't materialistic anymore and I mm -hmm. valued much more stuff and I went for walks and breathed in nature and appreciated life a lot more mm -hmm. appreciated 
you know, we're very complex creatures and we don't know exactly much about the world, you know, the cosmos, what we're on. We're on a ball of rock that twirls at 67,000 miles an hour. Yeah. And I appreciate the beauty of it because it is, it's amazing looking, you know. Mm -hmm. And Christianity helps me with that, you know. And the fact that maybe Christ came into my life in a metaphysical but manifestation mm -hmm. helped out a lot. And he, he, that happens a lot. And... I, that's why my motivation is to say as well if you have the spiritual side as well and here are reasons for it I think that's a good cause to push mm -hmm. not that I'm pushing it but I'm saying that if you know if people look at it again they might find that maybe maybe there is evidence there maybe it's a bit sketchy mm -hmm. but they may find that he is one of the most historically you know written about men in history mm -hmm. You know, his life is... Did you ever hear your man there? Uh, he wrote... The, he was a Las Vegas police detective and an atheist, and he went to debunk Christianity by looking at the Gospels as any forensic texts. And he, and he studied for years, and he concluded that these were the actual words of Christ and that the, if it was an evidential case, the resurrection must be true in a, in a way. Mm -hmm. Now again, it's it's whatever, but you know you hear that story. The case of Christ, Lee Strobel, different guy, the journalist, you know, trying to do the same thing. He goes and compiles all the evidence, and then all of a sudden realizes or whatever, you know. But I think that it's it's a good way to live by. He that book, that New Testament book, is so full of lessons that are unbelievable. You know, as soon as you're reading, you're like, who could have said that things? Mm -hmm. This this guy was if he was an old man, he was a super intelligent guy, mm -hmm. and who also. One super intelligent when there was not very much education back then, but the way he phrased things and the impact he's had on the world is like no other, you know. But again, taking from from say my point of view, um, a lot of things he said though are very are quite vague, and, and then as you said earlier, like, like metaphorical, like parables, yeah. Which to you. Um, like to me listening to it is exactly what he's saying but to maybe a Christian listening to it they take from from the meaning and part of the then of the reason when I, when I, when I was talking about the, the dragon idea was what I find is uh, religion kind of stands over science's shoulders this is my view of it and it says you know oh what are you, what are you searching what are you doing and science is kind of you know trying to solve, trying to do this uh, you're not finding an answer. I'm religion kind of yeah, God. That's how I find it is. It's it's when when science doesn't have an answer, religion kind of goes like uh, that's that's God. But I think that gap, um, maybe not in all ways. I think that gap in some ways is closing, and that is why maybe you're seeing a drop off of religion in primary schools. Um, it, it's a pull. People are pulling God out of schools mm. you know out there and you see that with um, the abortion thing recently yeah. you know and that as well I think is a lack of you know that's taking things out of God's hands as well in a way um, you, so you, you would have voted for abortion I would have voted for no abortion yeah which is the same I would vote yeah but I have no spiritual or, or religious belief on it I yeah but I, I believe that we hold life at a certain <coughs> value so would you think then that you would hold life at a, at a higher value than I would hold life 
Um, well, I, th- I would think that, see, I try and come at it also scientifically mm-hmm. because Christianity isn't against science. Like, no. Like, science is great. Like, I'm a big science advocate. But science isn't, isn't against Christianity or no. against religion either. No. Aspects of, aspects of, of religion is, is against science as well. Yeah. Like, there is, there is as much as the two of them lean on each other, the two of them also have a matched uh, debate as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I would, you know, I often say, you know, yeah, so look, I, I, the way I would say it is that, you know, we seem designed, mm-hmm. and not only do we seem so specifically designed, mm-hmm. we live out, you know, a high value for life, and we have conscious, we have conscious decisions, and we can formulate thoughts, even though we can't nail that down, even at this day and age. But yet. Yet, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, like, yeah. we have technology, we have a blink, and the lights come on, you know, but we can't figure out the one thing that how we all communicate. Mm-hmm. Is like I'm talking now, but we like I've heard neuroscience saying we don't know exactly how your split seconds, you know, decision making speech yeah. is coming from. Mm-hmm. But that's massive. You know, that's something we all take for granted. So same with DNA. You know, how specifically, you know, it's the most sophisticated storage system in the whole world, and it always has been. And but it is but also coming from my side of the table, uh, easy to say that it came from God. When we have no, yeah, it's easy to say there's a, there's a hole but it, there. But it wouldn't fit with a designer because it seems so specifically designed. Like the, chance, the, the yeah. chances of right that we're the only planet in our universe, say, mm-hmm. that has life that we can observe, like organisms that we can observe mm-hmm. so far. But it's so not far, just yeah. not just organisms. It's you know organisms that are so intelligent, mm-hmm. you know, and have this idea of a higher power, and you know the they work in sync and the, the universe works in sync. Like they say, you know, insects can't live without plant life. A plant life you know, can't live without insects pollinating them. So which came first? And the chicken and egg problem always yeah. arises there, you know? Yeah. And it, 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 are these two things come together? But that's not what evolution teaches us. Mm-hmm. What's the other side? Now I'm not saying it's, it's, ev- it's evidence for, for God, but it's not a, you know, a, a proof statement that God exists. No, well, yeah, what it does is... The, the lack of intermediary stages as well is big. You yeah. know, not just with humans. Like, why isn't that one skeleton, you know, of an ancient generation step that came, like, from the chimpanzee crossover, mm-hmm. you know? Not just with, with, with people, but with, with animals, you know? Like, do you also know that there's, there is, inside dolphins and whales, there is an internal lobes of their lower back, uh, which don't use because... They, they, they say they used to be legs. Yeah. yeah, I've seen. But there are also two creatures that have to surface for air as well. Yeah, and I've also seen a lot about because um, they're mammals, and, <clears throat> but apparently they, them bones mm-hmm. as well. The, the argument to it is that that's what they use to cre- like whales are so massive, and mm-hmm. dolphins are that big that to to mate they the them bones actually latch to. Or support them on. Mm-hmm. There is there, there's been yeah. findings on that as well mm-hmm. because they said that never would their bones be big enough to carry a whale on land. Yeah, right at the back of their body. But yeah. at the same time, it's contested between the two, so they throw that at each other. Yeah. yeah. Now it definitely is for mating. Whether it's used yeah. for legs, we've never found a whale with legs. Yeah, a skeleton no. of it. So that is conspiracy. Where mm-hmm. in that side of things, it's not evidence for God because it still could have evolved to have them for mating. Yeah. You know. But the, I would say evolution, right, mm-hmm. 
is, if you think of what is evolution, it's like a process that has intelligence behind it that is governing our life. What's the intelligence behind it? Like, well, it, it's an intelligence system because it, it's, it's... It's survival of the fittest. Natural yeah, selection but, survival of the fittest. But how the eyes develop on different animals and how they breed, mm. they, they obviously start from sludge in the water, it may gain legs well, and then it gain camouflage to hide from its yeah. you know, prey. And Which is not obvious. You no. said obviously, but... But it's, like, it's it, it did gain to blend in with its environment and to survive. But so again, it's... it's so science never said this is exactly what happened, but it predicts it through research and saying, well, this and this, we predict that this is how this yeah. works. And I, I would say there's more lack of evidence for that, because... Then what? Then, then lack of evidence for God? For a creator, yeah. For a designer. The, the reason I say it is because everything seems so designed, and we can see that. That's apparent. That's mm-hmm. a truth. But we can't see any intermediate stages of any species you know and surely at this stage if the world is billions of years old mm-hmm. we would we, and we would even know how the process is and I think that evolution is another way of saying God it's an intelligent frame of, of process that is moulding um, you know intelligent life and it, it seems to be specifically governed to do a certain thing but it is it is a process that seems to have some intelligence behind it. But did you say this with the with the watchmaker thing? So see, you find a watch on the ground had to be made by an intelligent designer. Had to be made by a designer. We only know that it's made by a designer because our life experience tells us that it's a designer. But who says that the grass that the watch was found on isn't uh, more complex than the watch is? Do you know why we determine that this material item is, is more complex design than the natural floor or ground around us? So we just assume that it's an intelligent designer because it's a watch and we know watches are made by intelligent designers. But we've no proof of um, material forming together. To, so we, we can't rule that out. Mm-hmm. We know that, I know that this watch came from a factory. Yeah. I know that. But I found one on the ground. I can assume it came from a factory. But I have no proof that it's, unless there's camera footage of it being dropped, I can still assume that it was formed somehow, but I have no proof for it. The, the, the line that I said a while ago, that, <clears throat> that the kingdom of God is around all of us, but men do not see it, you mm-hmm. know, where I see the evidence is, you know, the trees producing oxygen for us, or, mm-hmm. you know, how the rain you know, comes from the sea, goes out the clouds, goes out the land, you know, it's, Greens the soil for us, it rolls back and it, it does a process over. There's all these specific processes that are in place that are so in, like seemingly designed, but they do a purpose, and it's not just a simple process either. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, it, it's interesting like how you know how how all these things you know are so like I said about the, the plants and the bees and one can't live without the other, and this is our reason for them. You know, it seems to go hand in hand almost, you know. Um, and that's why I would say, you know, that when I look around, I, I think I see it. Like, I think I see it when, you know, I said it, I've probably said this a couple of times, but when I looked at Kyron mm-hmm. and my love for him, it's not just an ins, um, what would you call it, an evolutionary kind of, you know, instinct. It's, you know, I love and I want him to nurture him and he means that much more that much to me yeah it's not a chemical 
thing going off in my brain. It's not, you know, if 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 I was evolutionary, I'd know he's just bacteria and a mix of chemicals formed by chance. Yeah, which is is very random, you know. Like, it, but it only had to happen once. It only had to happen once for it then to evolve. Like, we're talking about say, let's talk about um, just. Uh, but I, I'd say what happened once. Like, where what came? But an organism only had to. Had to mutate once. Yeah, but to, what, what to form something? Yeah, but that, I jump back to the matter thing. Where did it come from? But yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. but, yeah. but it, not just once though, because I had to evolve then mm-hmm. and grow into such a complicated creature yeah. that we are now. But can you see then? So science, science doesn't can't prove it yet, but it doesn't say, oh, we definitely did evolve. It says, but predictions are that it evolved. Mm-hmm. But religion knows that God created it, but without the evidence. Like the dragon head. There's no evidence. Religion forces science to disprove God. But it should be the way around. Religion should be proving yeah, their God. True, true. Like science science does these falsifiable tests on everyday things in, to, to prove how how different things react to each other. Yeah. And I would say there's two there's two <clears throat> things with that is that one is that it goes back to what I said earlier, that I don't think we will ever be able to prove it. I think that's purposeful. Yeah. Because I think you all have to own your, your own experience. I think that's where Christ comes in. Mm-hmm. He's that stepping stone between us and the divine. Yeah. And that's his whole purpose. And it's so well thought of. Mm-hmm. And everything he said went by it. <clears throat> and then the second thing was that, like, what was her the second thing? Like the, what did I lose that there? I think you have two points. I just Did you not have one? I had, I had two to pull over there. <laughs> anyway, that, that was one. Yeah. Uh, what was the last sentence you said, though? It was... Um, well, what I, was, what I was just saying was there's no... Oh, science proven God. Is that no, right? around Do God asking science to disprove I, God. I would say that science will never disprove God. And, no. and I can't see how it ever would. But it never claims to for the simple reason because it can't test it. it can't yeah, test but if they God. came up with a rational idea of how the world was created or matter was created mm-hmm. you know because the problem is things don't just come into existence no. out of nowhere and like we know that nothing's going to pop into this room right now no. it doesn't happen we never see it matter doesn't create itself we know that mm-hmm. so if natural material items don't appear then maybe it's a so supernatural mm-hmm. or an extra natural but would you be of the opinion that we're 99.999% sure not going to pop into this room right now we can't 100% prove. Yeah, but we just or, can't or observe it, which is science. No, not even that. But like, we can't. Me and you don't know for 100% fact that another lap is going to come in between us here now. Yeah. You know, our evidence of our life experience and knowing what people would say that the lap is not going to come in there. Yes. We just don't think of it. Yeah. But we can't disprove that it won't. That it won't. Yeah, true, because and that's why it. that's why we can never disprove God. Yeah, but it, but say if they did come, would say mm-hmm. now we know how it happened. It would point a lot of things at religion, saying we have a, an origin of life by material by natural causes. Mm-hmm. This could debunk God, the mm-hmm. God theory, the designer theory. Yeah, so it could knock it out. But God will never do the science. No, but all I can say is that you know you could be up there scratching his head saying. Look at everything around you. Like you're never gonna come up with this, you know. And you could be right if that is the case because it, everything is so in sync. Yeah. 
like the oxygen we breathe in it's just perfectly tuned you know we went through all that yeah, but, yeah. but I would say as well that it has to leave I, I would say you can't come at it with a prejudice against either side no and I had to I had to go from defence writing, evolutionary side, mm-hmm. to delving into it. And it, it, it compiled for me because it made sense mm-hmm. with what I had just gone through. And it, it continues to make sense. But it's still a knowledge source. Like I haven't finished the New Testament. I haven't yeah. started the Old Testament. I have heard, I've seen parables from it and different verses from it. And mm-hmm. yeah, it makes sense. And I know there's a lot of controversy in the Old Testament. And there's different people who interpreted this guy who are theologians and they have debates and, you know, they clash mm-hmm. on it. I think it's good to, to clash on it. It gives people ideas and all. Yeah. I would say I don't know why people would spread the atheist doctrine mm-hmm. as a life view because I don't think to tear down Christianity, I don't think, I think, you know, in the least God way of things, it was a man who preached a very good doctrine mm-hmm. of how we should live with each other that only benefits us mm-hmm. without the metaphysics of it. Yeah. But that's just the idea of Christ and yeah. then I believe he was he led me into the divine because no one comes to a father through me and that's what happened before I realised that yeah face change things happen then but yeah you can't come to you know you have to be willing to say to look at both sides and so yeah. if you went back to the googling if you want to find something that backs up your faith you'll find it because you're looking for it yeah but you also might find 10 things that goes against it yeah you know, and that's where we have to be intelligent what we're looking at. Yeah. Um, I think a big thing as well is um, the, the word atheist. When we're growing up and, and, and you're called an atheist, you, you almost take offence. And I remember when, I, when even looking at the, the ad um, that you put up for this podcast, and it was Christianity versus atheism. Yeah. And almost for a split second, I was, oh. And that kind of stopped and you start to think, yeah, it is true. It, it's not something that I wouldn't go around and someone asks me, uh, are, you, are you religious? I wouldn't say I'm an atheist. And I'd never think, this is why well, on our first podcast you said atheist agnostic, and I wasn't sure. Yeah. And the reason for that is I don't, I don't, I, I, I wouldn't say I sit on the fence. Yeah. I, I'm not full evolution. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't, I, it's not all there. Um, but I find more. Um, more yeah. consistent yeah with the way I live as opposed to um, to put my belief in, in God yeah but I think because the likes of the Richard Dawkins and them mm-hmm. they would claim atheists yeah so go ahead yeah atheist. but no all I was going to say was I think hand, hand you a New Testament and hand me the New Testament I don't think if I were to the New Testament I, I would sway yeah. I don't think you would turn me yeah but um, it, might, it might give you more respect for the, the figure not, not in a metaphysical way no. But I might say, this guy is a super, super intelligent guy mm-hmm. somehow among these people, you know. Um, but, you know, I, I would say people, like, it's true, yeah. I, I said before, I don't believe there are atheists. And clearly there is, right? That, that is a bold statement to say. Like, mm-hmm. you, the likes of Richard Dawkins and these guys, they are. Yeah. Scientists would say... That not, that not as many people are atheists as they think because even science is not ruling out that if we come to the, to the realisation, if we exhaust all other options, which they might do, they might just keep putting options up for that naturalistic mm-hmm. food. Some people, but yeah. Yeah, but, but a lot of scientists have converted when they yeah. said they're agnostic going into it, which means they believe in the natural world and they believe some things like yeah. evolution. It's different for different people. Yeah. But they're 
they think that there could be something that governs yeah, a god. The, yeah, there could be god. there could be an intelligence, yeah. you know, designer. Yeah, and it seems that way. Not not necessarily seems that way. So that'd be more on the fence. But uh, there could be. It is possible because it looks that way. Yeah, and that's like, what I often say to you as well. If if someone gave if you had evidence to me now and turned around and showed me that God exists, I would love to see it. Yeah. And I would love to go. Okay, I was wrong. I just don't think there's anything out there for me, for my, for me to get satisfaction out of to, to swap. Yeah. I, I don't actually have have a belief. Yeah. I don't believe that. Um, that I don't go around going, oh no, the world was definitely created by um, by ma- uh, matter and, and that. But I don't believe that we were formed by like we were formed by a god who um, created the perfect garden of Eden. But uh, when the first, say Adam and Eve, um, just tried to try to find their knowledge, they were cast into a world that God had already pre-created. Um, and also, these now these are things that, I, that I'm just looking at from from Amy's point of view. Um, again, I know, but they're talking about so for sinners, um, hell. So we go to an infinite burning hell for a finite amount of sins, and is it fair for for a merciful God to send us to for no, for a, a, like someone could end up going to you could be a sinner you could end up going to hell for simply just the ignorance of, of God you may not do anything that's wrong but apart from your ignorance towards God which could save you me mm-hmm. um, if it does turn out that there is heaven and hell. Do I go to hell just for ignoring God? And if I do, I'm burning in hell for eternity for one sin. Yeah. Well, I, I would say that <clears throat> this is left open because so, some people ask me when I first came to religion, and I think that people, there's an anger there as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, someone said to me, you know, do you believe I go to hell? And I said, well, Jesus said, Thank you, with me. No. No. No, but I think we did have an idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And probably a bit heated as well. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, um, yeah and uh, but uh, it's funny because a few people came to me with heated argument. Dad as well, and like Peter Crow, a few few people like right on the turning point. Yeah, a few people attacked me, and I hadn't read any of this stuff, mm-hmm. and I hadn't. And there's a lot more like books of it, and I hadn't any way I could like argue at all. All I knew was that something happened. And it was changing how I saw things. Yeah. And regardless if I wanted to or not, but it was an eye-opening experience. Yeah. But it, like, I wasn't necessarily being forced through it. But I knew that people were coming at me and I had to know, that's what kind of said to me, you need to know what you actually believe in on all aspects. And that's why I started delving into it. And still, it's a struggle. It's just, but the likes of you saying maybe, you know, first of all, with, with the judge, like, this is why I think there's a judge there. You know, the, my answer to that at the time was, Christ said that if you deny me in your life, I will deny you to my father. And I stand between all men, between him and the judge. Mm-hmm. So he's not the judge, but he is who vouches for you in a way. That's the idea. Because he is what the, the stepping stone. Mm-hmm. So your relationship with him or your belief in him, he's saying is what goes, you know. That's why I always think, you know, people go around saying, you know, there is no God or claiming pure atheism. Mm-hmm. I think that better off not claiming anything because what if you're wrong? Like if I'm wrong, 
I think the same result as you. But if you're wrong, it could be catastrophic. You could regret it for eternity mm-hmm. in in metaphysics. But yeah, so I would never say, no, you're going to hell if you say you don't believe in God. There's a judge there for a reason yeah. because it's obviously not like, uh, you know, they're not saying it's a simple decision. If yeah. you're a good person, I think that's where your judgment is. If you're an atheist and you're really an atheist and you do bad things, mm-hmm. I think maybe the judgment will be even more quicker if there is ever, if you're even a judgment. But I think if you're a good person who values life and, you know... Um, but an atheist, if you had, if you had someone who... I don't, if you're an atheist, I don't know, because if you're claiming there's definitely no God and I don't, I don't even entertain the idea, mm-hmm. then maybe that's... I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a judge. Yeah. No, I'm you know. just, just picking at, say, so he says, if you, if you deny me, I'll deny you my father. Yeah. Um, but that's why he also says, well, not the same thing, but I knock on every man's door. Mm-hmm. And I would say that, you know, you say to me, can you show me proof? Mm-hmm. Um, if you turn around and give me proof, then maybe you could think about it or at least. Yeah. And I said a few times on the podcast, you know, that if people ask, I very rarely hear of anyone not coming up with an answer back. So if you don't have a presupposition about religion, and people do because of what the Catholic Church have done and, and about the mumble in the church and not liking being there, and it's gone. But if someone sat at the edge of their bed and asked, said, look, I'm willing to entertain the idea. It might seem stupid to do it or silly to do it. Mm-hmm. But it's, I haven't yet heard of someone who's come back a few weeks later and said, nothing happened. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying that's, like, yeah. but that, that's where your own, like, at least you asked, and that's all Christ says, you know, if you open the door, I'll walk through and I'll come and dine with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's worth asking, you know, because like, we, we, we live 50, uh, 60, 70 years. Uh, it might take a minute and a minute and a half of your life. Mm-hmm. But it is the fundamental, you know, message of the West, you know, is Christianity and the Christ. And it's worth entertaining. If people are looking for evidence, really. Yeah. And that's why I say you need to look at both sides, scientific and Mm-hmm. religious I'd say religious I don't think religious is like it sounds like an organized religion mm-hmm. it's more faith I think but that's asking on the other side yeah. you know and if people do that I think fair enough they came back and said like if you come back two weeks later and tell them something else and you said by the way I asked that and it didn't work out yeah that's all you can do you know that kind of way you know because I do think like maybe years ago 16, 17 there were things going on in my life and granted they weren't uh, death or life situations, um, but I do think that, that I know I know for a fact there was times where I was kind of saying, uh, you know, I kind of said, please God, please God, this, please God, that. and I got to a stage where if there's a God, I need this to happen, and it just didn't happen. I think though, my opinion of you saying, sitting at the end of the bed and saying, uh, right, I'm willing to go, that's almost a step through the door. And I think then that if something good happened within that two weeks of me going back to you, that I would objectively look at it and go, "Yeah, oh, that's because I've done that." Or that thing could have, might have happened, uh, or it, it might have already been. Yeah, it's true. You have to, you have to be intelligent about these things. Mm-hmm. In my case, something stepped through the door yeah. before I moved uh, at that moment. So mine might be much more dramatic mm-hmm. than other people's. Although I've heard, you know. People, you know, all you have to do is Google 
testimonies on yeah. YouTube, you see millions and millions, um, and it happened in different ways because it happens differently to everybody and mm-hmm. govern around their life. And I believe timing is key. And when you when I look back at things and how people come to me and different people being introduced to my life at different times, the timing fits so well at different jobs and everything coming together, it just you know mm-hmm. fits. Even this podcast or you know people messaging me and they just to my friends and they, but. I think that you know it's 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 saying that you know okay you know if you're here I need you to show me or else I'm gonna keep going that way you know that kind of way or, <clears throat> but then at the same time you have to be scientific about it which means <clears throat> if then something falls off the counter well let's investigate mm-hmm. what happened there you know yeah. you know it was a window you know what I mean like that's not enough you know something fall like no but it could have been. It depends if it was, yeah, you do have to be scientific because if that's on a sticky pad hook, yeah, what the thing could have been. Well, that's what I mean. It, it, can, it, yeah, it yeah. can be no room for coincidences yeah. if you want your answer. So yeah. I need to say that, but, but say it, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, because Christ was the one who said, You don't need to dress up and go to mass to, yeah. to be, you know, all you need is a relationship, and that's why I think he said, I stand between. But if people, if some people like. The idea that if he, he was walking around on a copy cup, you know, just a hippie, is ignorant to who he was mm-hmm. as an impactful, intelligent, middle class person, you know? Yeah. Because it's you know, that's that's putting your fingers in your ear because you're not even trying to figure out who he was as a person. Yeah. But if you sat down and thought who is he as a metaphysical being, you know, the, the, the answer did he resurrect from the dead that's what Christianity hinges on if he yeah. didn't then there's no Christianity yeah. but his spirit lives on you know and spirit can be interpreted final vibration in the year there's a lot of different planes that spirit is interpreted on but it, it has you know cultivated our whole western culture yeah but like that's that's what I mean you're, you're coming out and saying I want scientific proofs or you know I build my life on scientific evidences and yeah. I'm saying I, I'm saying that's true, yeah, and I, I, I add the metaphysical side of it, mm-hmm. but I'm saying probably I got there from a metaphysical experience, mm-hmm. and probably that's the difference that you never had that. No. Uh, not that, not that you're lacking anything. It's just your life hasn't gone that way. That hasn't been relevant. It hasn't yeah. come up in your set of events. Yeah. Kind of, isn't that fair to say? Yeah. Or what way would you sum up similar to? Yeah, like I haven't the things that I I accomplish or things that work out for me. Uh, what you put work in there? I, I down to like, I would think force of science or whatever you want to say it. Uh, a lot of people say the law of attraction. I don't believe in the law. I believe in the law of attraction in the sense of, um, you know, if I go into work and I'm a happy guy and I'm getting my work done and I'm positive and I'm helping everyone around me, that yeah, of course the manager's going to look at me and think, just this guy needs a promotion. But I don't think the law of attraction works in, in cases where, you know, Oh, I really needed the money, and I found money in the ground. Or uh, I really want to do this, and um, an exit on an opportunity. Someone comes around the corner and says, "Oh, you know what? You should do this." Perfect uh, for me. Yeah. So maybe um, to you, I have my fingers in my ear, not listening to the to, to the knock on the door. To me, there is no. Well, let's door. say yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, I, I would say you have fingers in your ear. I'd say. Yeah, see if, you, if, if, if the knock if the knock came, yeah, I I I, I was. So I think I the knock. stick my head, my eye out to the people, 
Whether or not I open it now is a different story. I have to investigate. Yeah. Uh, but to me, I'm not sitting with my fingers in my ears, but there is no knock. Yeah. Well, maybe it takes a turn towards it, the door, or mm-hmm. at that which is asking. Mm-hmm. Um, because, it, you know, well, like, uh, the thing is, five years ago, as a five year distance between us, I'd be sitting where you are sitting now and saying, science is the only thing that's made sense in my life. Yeah. I'm not saying I've evolved from your way of thinking or anything like that, but the things that have happened since then mm-hmm. in, in my circumstances mm-hmm. have changed it. But if I was 25, I'd be sitting here, we would have the exact same area, like we'd be seeing eye to eye on it. Yeah. And I think we do see eye to eye on a lot of this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like on science, because science predicts things, yeah. And Every science, yeah. Does. I believe, you know, we're both saying that, yeah, that there there is an it's argument gaps. for a design. Yeah. And there is gaps in both sides. Yeah. And I think that the gap will always be there with, with religion. I think that's that's a fundamental part of it because if it's proof, then everyone would have to live it, live it out. And it has to be a choice. Yeah. Um, but science can't prove that. So we're stuck where some people have experiences, some people don't. Mm-hmm. And now we're kind of like, look, I, I can't believe your experience because I didn't go through that. So mm-hmm. it, it's kind of like, well, we'll have to hold the science then until something else or maybe, maybe nothing else will happen. No, I, I wouldn't say, I'd say it'll be far past our, our time um, before they're even scratching the surface of discovering anything that would point in any direction. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. And, you know, it's funny because they, they, they have so many technologies now, mm. groundbreaking stuff. You know, we talked, the last time we spoke, you talked about the airplanes and yeah. we're talking about the wheelchairs and you seen, did you see the Facebook and uh, the big Mark Zuckerberg presentation a few weeks ago. I was in Israel, so two weeks ago, um, where he was talking about VR. We know VR is all yeah, there. He's yeah. going to make Facebook VR. Yeah. But he also went on to say, like that, that's amazing. We have VR a few years now. We yeah. know what it's like. It is pretty amazing stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, you're put it, you're basically in a different world. Like you play that game, Resident Evil. You can't, it could be brought in outside. You can't escape from yeah, your mind. Yeah. <laughs> but you can't escape from that where you are yeah, you know yeah. even if you're playing the gun game even you get lost in it say you're midway through a match you get, you, you're there everything's you're, 3D yeah, and you believe it um, but he's saying that they're with this new technology company who are talking about the next step of AI and they have they have VR glasses mm-hmm. and uh, this is difficult AR glasses or yeah he has the AR glasses but there's also these other glasses that this is just normal mainstream glasses mm-hmm. that are going to be released that if, if people it, you adjust them to what your eyesight's like okay. you know so short sight short, yeah, yeah, yeah. but if you blink twice it zooms in on things oh, and yes, <coughs> that, yeah. these kind of things well he, your man Mark Zuckerberg says this is this wrist and it's like a box on the wrist now it looks big now mm-hmm. but I can imagine it's tapping into your neurons your nervous system and it's controlling electrical components all around you so he's like, it's it's just a wrist. There's no wires, nothing like that. Mm-hmm. But he's turning your computer on. It's turning your TV on. It's turning up and down, or it's turn on the kettle by your willingness almost to do it by your nervous system reacting. He said, now this is very very early stage of stuff, yeah. but he said that it is tapping into your nervous system. What what determines the difference between turning the kettle on and the TV on? The same want, the same will, but just a different, a different. I don't know place. exactly how it works. Like if the, you know, because we've seen this. Do you see the TED talk? Well, like we're talking about the wheelchair. Yeah, yeah. What they did was they had the thing on the screen, 
on the computer screen and your man was making the boxes move in and out but he just won't like yeah. his mind that was still yeah it was it was yeah, yeah, yeah. and they because uh, they're tapping into it but it, it's like that idea but it's the yeah. next step of it mm-hmm. so this like in some ways science can answer the basic of, of questions yeah. why we're here but telekinesis isn't even possible at this stage you know yeah. did you see um, but that is the thing like, uh, like again same thing 99.9999% sure I'm not going to move that cup in my mind you know, just because I can't do it now doesn't mean I won't be ever be able to do it. But yeah. My life experience, I've never moved anything in my mind before. Yeah, everything is possible. And that's, that's the problem. Yeah, yeah. There's always that point, zero point. You, you've heard of zero. people who've, you heard of these mothers lifting cars to yeah. get their babies out. Power of mind, I, I would assume. It's, it's, it's the same thing we were talking about this earlier on. Yeah. I was back lifting weights now ever since my injury. Yeah. And I'm afraid to do. No, I'm not afraid to do it. Your body's afraid. But it's like my body is. There's like systems inside your body. Like if I hold my arm like that, like really, what am I thinking of? Like it seems so natural, but I'm, that's being held up by a, a series of what? Like a will yeah. is one thing. Muscles. Electrons, maybe, you know. But if I just forget about it, it just drops. But just to do that, even when you think about it, it's free, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's instantaneous. It's like, you know, it works in sync. But yeah, my body wouldn't let me, even though my mind wanted to. Mm-hmm. So it's like the, the, they can clash. It's like the body has its own mind yeah. in, in some ways and it protects you. Um, yeah. I've seen, you know, we're talking about it. I've seen straight after that Mark Zuckerberg thing. You see, you must have seen this all over Facebook. People have their feet out on the couch mm. and they download this Nike app and they look at what shoes they want and it appears on their feet. Yeah, but it's proper. It looks like they're wearing yeah, their shoes. Is, yeah, like this is something college I was, I was doing it an idea of, of uh, technology in the retail industry. And my idea was um, you're at home uh, and you connect to a smart mirror. You stand in front of the smart mirror and you flick and you're, it, it scans your body, scans it, your dimensions and you flick a, a woman a dress and the dress is on them. Mm-hmm. You flick, or a man, you flick a shirt yes, and the shirt is yeah. on it. How e- like, and you know how easy like, I hate going into the shop and, and taking off my clothes. You never try it on. No. And you yeah, especially. Home, yeah, that's what I mean. So imagine sitting at like home. Large or XL. So yeah. Some shops are XL, some are yeah. large. I don't know. And then exactly. I'm willing to, to make the journey back, but you never do make the journey no. back. No, which with this technology, it'd be very hard to actually get a full read. But if I'm sitting at home and I do this and I go, geez, that shirt's on, that shirt's only 20 euro down from 50, let's try it on. Boom, on the back. Order, buy, just go to the shop, take it off, off the one behind the counter. How much money? Because they're coming to it now. That, that's what they advertised with the Xbox Connect initially. Yeah. And I never got to it. But now now they seem to have it like fairly to a T. Yeah. You know, you can see people's jeans and all while they're wearing it. You know, they're wearing it with their outfit then yeah. and they look proper. Like even the tracking of their feet and all yeah. they're walking around. Yeah. If you do it CGI, you can do it for, for uh, 3D morph. Why can't you do it for... Yeah, absolutely. Closure, yeah. You can see how realistic games are. That's yeah. the CGI they have, you know? Yeah. But um, on, on that as well, right? Like I was thinking, you know, it seems like tech, technology is filling a gap. I'm going to put this to you. You think what you yeah, yeah. Of our inadequacies. Okay. Right. So, oh, it's saying that now. So, what I'm saying by that is mm-hmm. the glasses. You know, yeah. the bad sight. And we're zooming in. We're making it super sight now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, we're our defects. We're yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, most are most, yeah, yeah, defects because yeah. they're making 3D prints and they're making you know hips. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Organs. Um, they're 3D printing organs. Yeah. Organs. Yeah. It's crazy. You know yeah. what they're doing. But that's the technology. Yeah. 
and they're curing diseases. Yeah. Do you can see that? Do you think we'll get to a stage where they'll take over? No, where nearly everyone like I'm not saying the next few years. No. But people will die of old age or accidents only. Um, Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that, like that no, it's, no it's, diseases, no illnesses. Yeah, um, it's not going to be failing arteries. It's it's not. You know, I mean, it's a possibility. I mean, yeah. Well, I, I was listening to um, Elon Musk and Joe Rogan, and they discussed, it, and he's very um, super intelligent guy, though, isn't he? Yeah, you know, he's very, but he's very. Uh, I wouldn't say scared, but um, aware of AI. And he says it in oh, ways that like this, yeah. he says um, we're going to get to a stage where we're going to be connected to an AI system that will be a better version of us. And when we pass, we can be put into a new body and we can live again. And so you know, our heart fails. Okay, Jesus, my heart's failing. We actually have a, an AI heart, a prosthetic heart connected machine, put it in. And there we go. Now this is obviously I don't know what his religious belief is. I, I don't know really to really get in much to it, but he thinks that if we don't put a restriction on AI that we're gonna become we're gonna try and adapt ourselves with AI. Yeah. AI is gonna win. That that's that is coming. And this is the risk thing. It it could yeah. be in one way I'm excited about these things, another way I'm like what makes us human, you know, how mm-hmm. far can we go? You know, they're trying to figure out brain transplants, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. But at a stage, if you get so many transplants, so when is it not you? Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like brain yeah. transplant? Like, yeah. sh- or your heart transplant? Like, that's where we're, like, we, like, you're, like, you yeah, heart difference. in your heart, you yeah, know, when yeah. something happens. And you think from your mind, or your, your, you know, it's very peculiar, you know, like, yeah. uh, when does it not become you anymore? When is it just yeah. a, a vehicle, you know? Yeah. But, you know, I think as well, but it, it is possible then that people will live to 100 say there's people that will live to 100 mm. but that'll be like they will get to a stage where we could be living in what would be known as the disease era yeah in in yeah, yeah. the big scale history maybe, yeah, maybe and people are like oh there was yeah. uh, you know maybe a big thing there was a bowl you know and that, oh, their cancer was rife you yeah. know uh, and we figured it out in 2051 you know like it's yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like we we could be in that bracket where it's not it, it's it's completely believable that that will be the case. Mm-hmm. Could be four hundred years time. It could be a lot less. You know, you say uh, technology improves so right, much, yeah. and you have people's minds, and you know we can do. It's you know, the AI that um, it, it's what was scary about it was, and, and you know, most make reference to the AI that that they allow us to build up knowledge. Um, it drowned itself. It went through Twitter and it ended up drowning itself. That's kind of scary. Did it? Yeah. yeah. No, it's not the same AI that became him. This one was just an online AI that became a Hitler loving, uh, homophobic. This was a, a, like a robot they invented, had it in a thing, and they let its AI learn. And it, it tried, I don't know what, yeah, what else is the robot, but it tried to drown itself. Yeah. And it's that's kind of scary about what is out there. Yeah. And if AI does pick up on something like if that, it, if, it, if it's you know thinking about making these decisions, that's scary because exactly you know as well. Um, I seen this AI thing where it just let it, it made some program where an AI was running mm-hmm. and the hurdles in the AI can falling on hurdles. Um, yeah. And 
it kept running it. And eventually over time it learned. It was climbing over hurdles. And uh, and you see that thing with Facebook and maybe two computers that talking to because it seemed like they were communicating in their own in their own language. language. Yeah. yeah what they call boy would be kind of cold or whatever it was. Well, I think it is, it is a bit crazy. Um, but it, like, can you, what do you envision the world being for our grandkids? If we're playing with VR, the next thing I'm talking about is you have to grow this way, pick up an object. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying our kids because they're, that's also their generation. Yeah. But still, like, there's a big difference between when we were three years old and now. Yes. Yeah. It was Super Mario and but like VR. Yeah, that's what like, we laugh about, say, like, older people now we, we show them new phones and gee, I didn't even know that was on there there's a camera on it gee, like, and we're kind of going like, how would you not know Google was there but like is it going to come in another 40 years we go down the road and nothing like it's going to be oh how do, what, is, what even is that they're going to have phones the size of their fingers and they'll know how to use it we won't and we're, we'll be the laughing stock like yeah. so yeah sure yeah, yeah like it could like the world like the day you live in like there's there's ways of communicating now mm-hmm. like instantaneously over the internet that yeah. was never heard of with our grandparents yeah what we can envision like we can envision holograph stuff like that yeah but what we never heard of is probably around the corner yeah you know if they're if they're thinking about risk things in our age that can turn on your your daily items soon everything will be electronic yeah. doors and everything then yeah. I mean, we just walk through life and doors will open for us we won't need to walk we can, we'll work from home like it's not too well to think that yeah. when you sit down your computer will open like your phone already does that you yeah. the recognition like we will work from home but we'll become less social will we work hey robots are doing our jobs like yeah, and we'll, some we'll, of our we'll jobs we'll be, we'll be in a stage where what will people do we'll literally be in a in a, in a four by four room um, like you'll be you could be a hundred thousand miles away, but I can just boom instant, and you're here in front of me, and it's not blue haze; it's three D model and fucking you know handshake, yeah. and the feel it, you yeah, feel yeah, the handshake. Yeah, it's all like we won't need to leave. It's, our, it's, it's our, more than possible. It, it's yeah. on the verge of it. Yeah, you know. But the problem yeah. is, is that one is like we said when when we stop becoming human. Yeah. Like what is human? Like it's flesh, it's visual, mm-hmm. it's sensory. We've only got our senses. Yeah. We've had five senses for as long as we know. Mm-hmm. That's all. You know, we come in contact with each other. Now, what's already happened is the TV box sets thing on Netflix where people go home and they sit in their house now mm-hmm. and rather than the community kind of spirit. Yeah. That's already done. That's, they're doing that a long time. Yeah. You know, you get up, you go in your car and you drive to work, you're in there four walls, get out, get back in your car back to home, turn on your TV, your favourite program, you're there. You look outside, I, look, I live in the state, I look outside, there's no way. No. You know, like, and I remember living in, in Dublin, in, in, in Dublin, mm-hmm. and they had barbecues, now once and once a year, and no. it, it was more than that, you know, and people were outside, and they were in the front garden, talking to their neighbour over the wall, the whole time. But, but let's say, so, just an example. It's a room like that. Yeah, but even like saying now, in your estate, if at eight o'clock at night and it's this dark, um, and there's a barbecue four houses down in the front yard, would you let Kyron out by himself to go get a burger? No. But years ago, would that have been the norm? Yeah. See, it's is, a lot of social, I don't know what it is. Like, and you know, people are justified as well with that. Yeah. Because, it, it, because people say it's so protective, but also that's when that you're creating 
you're setting up the environment for it to happen. Yeah. It, the possibility gets much louder. Yeah. And the scare is that, you know, there's much more people like that who can get away with it. Mm-hmm. a lot easier nowadays, you know. Um, but you would have thought the opposite. You would have thought years ago, uh, there wasn't this, you weren't connected on Facebook, Snapchat, Maps, WhatsApp, um, and not that much of it. Probably not that much of it. I say not that much of it. Maybe not that much of it was reported and found. But nowadays, you know, you wouldn't you wouldn't send, and you'd be right not to send Kyron four houses down to get a paragraph. But like, if someone did do something, um, but you know, you know what's interesting? It says a letter of trust because yeah. Kyron has a friend of you, Doris uh, now. Yeah, we've met the parents in passing. Yeah, and we're playing, and there's a level of trust there. So now he goes into the house and that. Yeah. So maybe they have that more level of trust because they're around everybody yeah. so much, yeah. possibly. Yeah. But we're ruining that with, with technology. I went home, I spoke with this in the podcast, I went home during the week, uh, Wednesday, I was, I was shattered, no, I wasn't Wednesday, I was in college, Tuesday, and I was shattered tired, mm-hmm. Tuesday, it was last weekend, Thursday, or and, uh, but I started, yeah, I started you around, no, I'm throwing it, how do you around it? No, actually, more open shift, Tom, by the time I got the end of it, it was late, <laughs> uh, Sorry, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> now we know if you're on the list. <laughs> gonna cut that bit out. <laughs> but I was, I'd been that rage to, to meet up. To, these, are, these are my, these are my reasons. Now. Yeah, I hadn't been to that. Oh, well, and I'm trying to have a cup of tea with him. Yeah, you saw Tom two weeks ago. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, Tom's showing sure on this major. Yeah, he's on the fence or something like that. I don't know what fence he's on top of, but anyway. <laughs> um, that, that fence was washed up. Yeah, but Paddy, I had something to give Paddy from. Uh, Israel, yeah. yeah. Uh, Israel. Uh, it was, and uh, then I said, where does Tom live? Because I, I realised I was texting these guys every day, but I'm texting them and communicating them. And that's after taking over. Yeah. Snapchat, Noel and Jimmy and Peter Paul, all you, Vinnie, Quinn, all your best mates. Every, team, every time I talk with them, if I put down the percentage, one or two percent is actually seeing them, mm-hmm. and 98% is communication by AI miles away yeah and we accept that now yeah like we, we we got to a stage where that's okay you know I talked to him the other day I rang him on the phone even yeah. being on the phone is like the equivalent of meeting up with someone now yeah because that's not text you know like you see even yeah even our like relations and like it's the last time you saw, saw uncles and, and aunties and cousins like apart from a birthday party that's why I always said that I wanted a big family yeah because um, seeing that years ago like you, you think of the house a few years ago, like with the ten siblings and the partners and their kids. The TV was never on, and you know, no. there's no. Everyone was laughing. They were in two rooms. You went between rooms. It's hot. Everyone yeah. like had a laugh with each other. They were happy to see each other. Now we're like, you know, it's all made up. But uh, if we're doing it in the house, we'll find something on YouTube or find a film to watch. And we'll, we'll try on the game. With that. Not that's bad. Like at mm-hmm. least we're we're there with each other rather than playing from distance or whatever that. Like. Yeah. But, um, you know, a phone call is they couldn't mean, no. But even even at that, like, there's there's two things. I'm I'm guilty of it myself. Like, how when's the last time you asked uh, Paddy, Tom, or the lads, uh, do you want to go for coffee and so yeah. and talk? Yeah. But what? That's, that's the thing. That's why I'm saying to myself, I need to get out. Yeah. More, and I think but, but it's not even it's not even out more. Like I'm saying, when's the last time you asked him for a coffee? No, that's what I meant. But to compared you. to when's the last time you asked him to go for a pint? Yeah, that's what I meant to get out more. Isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. Just that's yeah. Like you're around. Like, yeah. I'm sick of texting them. Yeah. You know, like that's not you don't have any memories of texting. No. Like you won't remember. Them. And then I see them, and you know they look a little bit different because it's been so long. I 
I haven't seen Peter Crow since I don't know. You've never been there. Yeah, he was fourth on your list. He was fourth on the list anyway, so I'm glad that But no one as well. I see these guys once. We all went to meet up there recently. Yeah. That's why I did Jimmy's podcast episode four. Mm-hmm. And we were planning it for months because they say by the time you're thirty, your life becomes so idiosyncratic that you know, you have so many dimensions of your life. Yeah. That's why you should never compare yourself to someone else because it's too it's not fair, it's different scenarios, different life, different responsibilities, too many elements going on. Yeah. You can't compare yourself to someone else because you don't know really, you know. Um so the, the idea was to compare yourself to who you are yesterday and I spoke yeah. about Neil, you know, and because you were very much like who you are yesterday. You're the most like that, right? Yeah. You know. And um, but like you know, I think it's it, I'm excited about new technology and I watch it like and I stuck, was stuck to that even in Israel I was back to my phone yeah and I, Mark was a good word talk about that on your phone yeah on my phone <laughs> but then I'm also afraid of it and yeah. I hate it for one reason and I love it for the other reason I love the experience of it and then I hate what it's doing to the fabric of being yeah you know the family life the people have one or two kids now and because they're watching TV and they're disturbed by much more it's not convenient and like I want a big family you know, uh, like I want to have the, the you know, the root of yeah. family life, you know, like, like we felt over 51 or whatever like that, you know, everyone come together, you know, you have your sons and daughters and your brothers and sisters and they have their sons and daughters and it's a big family mm-hmm. and all they're having a laugh and not necessarily watching TV or having to, you know, yeah. sure they're going to bring over some mad VR contraption stuff. Yeah. And we sound like a real old saying it, but it's not that far away. No. My, my second kid's on the way now. Yeah. You know what I mean? When he's 18, is he going to have, uh, not a video call, but is he going to open his phone and you're going to appear halfway out of the screen? He's already shown me toys that I've never seen before. Yeah. yeah. But nah. You're second child? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm but I do think that. <clears throat> like, one thing I want to ask you, in keeping with yeah. this podcast, how do you see technology affecting fitness going forward? Affecting fitness? In terms of, well, I'm going to throw some answers like, so, you know, the anti gravity treadmills. Yeah. And it gets rid of the aches and the pains. And, you know, the, mm-hmm. I think the bad side of that is, you know, building up your leg muscles and using them much. Yeah. You know, you should, that's just me thinking that you should be confident enough to be able, you know, mm-hmm. obviously, obviously like someone says, why do you weights or why you know, I don't want to be saggy and I don't want to, that's also, it builds your fiber stronger, it holds off arthritis. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good reasons to build up muscle. I'm not saying bulk massive. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. Rather than just aesthetic things, that, you know, it, it serves a purpose, it keeps you healthy. Um, yeah, I think. Fitness, like, think of the sports science end of things. Yeah, I think. Um, there's a, there's a good guy I follow, Rob Movements, on Instagram. And um, he does a lot of, like he says, you know, you know our feet. So when we step and we're, we're walking, we don't, there's a movement. It's almost like your toe is, you put your, this, so like your knuckles, yeah? Put your toe and you put your foot 90 degrees. And put, he puts his foot all the way that way and then he'll bend it back down. We don't get that range of movement. But he says what we're actually doing is just, we're building up uh, just, muscle useless muscle underneath if we're not doing that so he actually does all these different movements i think i would say they probably look at like there's there's 
like the older people who didn't who done the runs and the marathons years ago will just say yeah use a treadmill it's fine new people are going to come in and say well you jump like stepping on a treadmill you're using your shock absorbers and you're doing this and that they will allow for a lot more movement it's same as i suppose the same as looking at manual labor now and and then um like you move uh move a rock by hand or does a guy go up and he he has a bit of force to pull inside a digger and now a guy hits a flick and a switch and the thing picks it up and moves it to a thing like it'll have its up as it'll have its down it'll, it'll have the science the science behind the sports but i think um it'll get less strenuous you'll probably find that a lot a lot of guys are getting in shape a lot quicker but without actually feeling like they'll want to they'll get into shape in maybe two weeks with a bit of certain technique but they want to go again they want to go further and further mm-hmm. and it just you know you know when you do four or five weeks of exercise back to back and you feel it and you these guys won't get won't feel that satisfaction there's also like the great thing about exercise is the men- mental yeah things. you know mm-hmm. I went for a job today and we went for a few points on Saturday still mm-hmm. still a small bit than we did I'm drinking a lot more water since then and I Achievement then at the end. Because it's hardship, yeah. and then that's how you achieve it. Rewards, yeah. Hardship, right? And um, I think that you know that's probably another thing that technology is getting rid of. That we should think twice on before. Like when I started looking to get really like fit, I don't know. I was, a few years, I was always going to the gym a little bit, but then I started taking on properly a few years ago, and I said I'd get a really proper car bike, and I get mm-hmm. the latest to watch. Watches there is, and I was again the best of runners, and all. Then I wasn't using for you know what they were saying. Yeah. The, the bike was gathering dust, you know. The, the runners were used once a month, you mm-hmm. know, and the, the watch was used as a, a gadget. Um, and then I was like an accessory. Then I was like to myself, You have to be real with yourself, you know. What are you actually are you gonna set out and achieve something, or are you just talking shy? Yeah, you know, like, if you're gonna go, if you're gonna go out and get the, get this kind of gear. 
you at least have to fucking use it. Yeah. Or else it's money not spent. Right? Yeah. You know, no one cares how much you spend on these things. It matters if it values you mm-hmm. and it benefits you. Yeah. And that's what I would say in terms of gadgets and all that. The, the cheapest of watches might monitor your heart rate and track your distance. That's all you need, yeah. Exactly. That's all you need. Yeah. You don't need a text and Spotify and, and a camera. You don't need no. that. And they're, they're convenience things. Like, it might make the experience a bit more, um, not convenient, but even more than that, you know, luxurious thing. Mm-hmm. We don't need, you know, it's not needed at all. Like, really, I remember for one day, Strava, outside of the world, go. And the only thing we put watches to see is to track Roughly where it was, mm-hmm. my pace. Um, now I have earphones on. Did Bluetooth earphones do help because it's the wireless? Yeah, wireless yeah. And that, and that yeah. It can be any brand, you know. Yeah. And then, but I think that you know, yeah, like basically technology. What we're saying, it, we're on the course for technology is it's crazy at the moment. Yeah. But they could have said that forty years ago. You know, well, they're always going to say that. They're always going to say that. This is yeah, it's, you know, it's always going to be. It's like you know, your father says we work a hard indeed. Yeah. You know, your father said to you, and then his father said to you, and we going to say it. I'm going to say it. Like you, and we're just going to pass it down until someone realizes. Yeah. We'll never surpass technology. No. And that's we can can we restrict it? Yeah. We stop. We stop developing it. But when we stop developing it, then we're kind of. Like like technology, look at it like there's robots doing doing surgery, and the reason they're doing it is because there's no shaky hand syndrome. They're doing the exact same thing, repetitive, like a robot. Yeah, get rid of the uh, human errors. Human error. Yeah, like, but yeah, so they might go look. We're able to do an appendix operation here. Are we going to test on the heart? No, not yet, because you know that's severe life and death. Obviously, the appendix can go wrong operation, but. Like they start with stitching and they'll do it and they keep developing it, but no one's gonna. There's never someone gonna stop and go, okay, so I can do heart surgery. Yeah, right. That's it. That's like you just don't. They go want to see how what we can do next. What can we do next? Yeah, but it can make life very boring if it continues in terms of taking of people's jobs. So imagine if every restaurant you went to chains or restaurants all had um, to probably become chains because the technology would all yeah. buy out everyone, and, and you'd have. Robotic chefs mm-hmm. with the same ingredients, sourcing the same mm-hmm. thing, the same lead time. Yeah, you'd always get the exact same, you know, quality of food, taste the same, same portion. But I'll be very bland. Yeah. Like, you know, you know, if you go and you head out to one and you decide, like, you know, if you're not meet up and get some food, and you know, they go to the night and we all got different things. We're not sure what it is. Yeah, we're tasting each other's ones. We're having a bit of a laugh. Yeah, yeah. the other person got. That's gone because we know we're going to get it. It's the same as it's all going to the exact same yeah. last time. You know, the, if that's just one example, mm-hmm. if things kept going like that, could make things very bland, couldn't it? Like, you know, they say that all cars might look the same because they're going to have the most aerodynamic design. Yeah. And they're all going to have the exact same shape. And that's the way, you know, you see that all you 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 know, that, but they are making concept cars that just look the same. But it's, it's, it's the, it's the full circle. I say the same about music. All cars started out the same because one guy invented a car and someone else went, that's a great idea, I'm going to invent my car like that. And it took one person to spark it and now they're saying we're going to go back to it. Same with music, you know, we started with some guy on a, on a violin or some guy on, a, on an acoustic guitar and then it develops into this big pop thing and now we see the likes of, say, Dermot Kennedy or Ed Sheeran, them kind of guys who come in and bring back the acoustic and they go, and everyone's kind of going, you know what, I've listened to enough mu- dance music, this is actually good, listen 
it just life just keeps doing as it's evolving is also doing circles like yeah and the fear is <coughs> say fear but it takes humanity out of it or the human is yeah. out of it but like you said we could they could have been saying that in the 60s when we went to the moon yeah they could be saying next year you know our kids are and they haven't but I think technology is like we like my watch is the same technology the, the space like the, the, they haven't said that shit they went to the moon yeah you know, they say you know, technology in it now. yeah and the computers have sent people to the moon mm-hmm. you know and you wear that and it's nothing you know it's like a pound two pounds away you know um, but we can't do that obviously but no. what I'm saying you see people breaking the speed barrier and you know jumping from the top of the, the world kind of thing you know what we are I, I just think that we have to be conscious that you know Mark Zuckerberg obviously you know that's his that's his domain yeah. he's a leader in these things and he's going to push it and we're all going to eat it up <coughs> yeah. and forget about the consequences but I do think that we have to remember what's human about us as yeah. well, you know, and what we value. Like, like family isn't just a trivial thing. Family life, and I do it now. Like, especially with this podcast, and I have to get better at it. Two things I've realised this week that like I'm always on the phone, and you know, the, you know, the, it can be demanding in that way because now I'll edit this at home, and then you know, you go through. Mm-hmm. I'll check, and then I put a trailer for it, and then I'll, every morning I'll check my stats of how many people listened the day before. Yeah. And, then I'm on my phone and not spend time recovering, you know, and then, you know, just we need to forget about technology sometimes and just get back to really what matters as yeah. well. And but sure, is great. Most of the time, all we're looking at is what people done with their time when they put away their phone. Yeah. Like, obviously, I know to take a picture of, to do a hike, but they've done the hike and we're going, oh, look, someone done a hike. Oh, look, someone else done a hike. That's two people that spent hours doing a hike and took a picture of it. Yeah. And we just looked at it on our phone and killed five minutes to find it. Yeah. Like, and I said this to no one here, sometimes you look through your phone for an hour and you don't know. You go to a call two hours later and watch it actually looked up. No. Because it looked up very little. Yeah. But the act of getting out and doing a room and being a woman to nature, just, just, I think it's good for, yeah. because they go for yourself, go for your mentality thing. Yeah. yeah. And, and coming back and sitting down playing cards and playing, you know, he, you know, you both remember, that's a memory. And instead of texting your friends, going out to, out to meet them, or your family going out to meet them rather because you won't remember that text or that no. conversation. But you remember the time you dropped by them yeah. and you said laughing about something that happened and you were talking about whatever and then you made a plan from there. Yeah. It's the human interactions are being pulled out basically. Yeah. Or yeah. um, that's the case where right, okay, we'll wrap up there. Uh, what? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it's like two in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair play again. Yeah, no worries. Like, yeah. Uh, we, we won't we can't shoot for nothing no cameras got on anymore. No, is there <laughs>